0: from fiction deprived losers to bros rich i got a pros. question about the podcast before
1: we start
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> should i not interrupt you when you're doing the intro
0: apparently people love it so you might as well keep going dude when are we recording this next, next last week? monday josh
1: oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a thing that happened <laughs>
0: Yeah, we're recording on a Sunday, because uh, Josh just had other stuff to do, better stuff. Yeah, Sends I was out. like,
1: fuck you guys. <laughs> I totally forgot. I totally <laughs> we, To totally be forgot. fair, Josh does brain. have dementia.
0: <laughs> yeah, he it does. He's got the sponge brain. <laughs> yeah, it's, no, we, it's
1: smooth. It's we smooth. moved the day. We yeah. moved the day because Rich was going on his billion dollar Richie Rich vacations. He's always yeah. going on. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, where did you go? You, didn't you stay at some kind of like, like, like Rockefeller? Was that no? Detail? Oh, I went I to a Rockefeller theater. According
0: <laughs> to you, right. that's right. Okay. <laughs> this is how this is how rumors get started because all the details are so bad. Here, yes, I went to uh, Bradford on Avon, uh, which is just outside Bath, the that historic sounds like two town places. of Bath. Um, I don't know why it's called that. I think well, it's Bradford on the River Avon. That's why it's called that. Um, So I do know that. I was just talking shit. And then uh, I came back, spent five days there and then came back via Cardiff. We went to um, a town and only found out when we were there that it was Godric's Hollow from Harry Potter. What? Um, Did and we you were like, see
1: the statue in the cemetery? Oh. No,
0: but we saw Harry Potter's childhood house And r- Rachel and I were very keen not to buy anything that would potentially uh, <laughs> yeah, give any money oh, to her Shocking so we, so we went round and we said, she doesn't profit from this, does she? And they were like, no, 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 this is all like knockoff <laughs> stuff And we were like,
2: okay <laughs> then oh, Hell yeah <laughs>
0: You Um, can continue the intro now, Rich. I'm sorry. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sorry, but you can go ahead. Uh, (laughs) Welcome to Bros Before Pros, a prompt-based fiction podcast with two prompts, three stories, and infinite laughs. I'm Rich Masters, and with me, as always, are my co-bro pros hosts. Try saying that three times fast. uh, Jeff Pennington. Hey. And Josh Henderson. Cobros, bros, hose. hoes. Yeah, well done. Solid. Ten out ho- of ten.
1: Ho, ho,
0: hoes. <laughs> I have a machine gun. <laughs> Our prompts this week were zoos and ships. Sure, that's a thing I did. Makes yeah. sense to me. Or ships and zoos, because some people give me shit about that as well. well I don't care which way around they go. What does it matter? Zips and shoes. Look, it matters.
1: It matters to some people. I'm just not. I'm not saying who or anything, but it matters.
0: What does it it matter? It doesn't. Um, I
1: I just find it funny, really, because every time we do the prompt bot, it's like one and then the other. But then when it, the next time we talk about it, it's switched every single time, and I wonder why.
0: It does it's not just matter. Dementia. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I change them because I do the art like the day uh, we record to get it. Oh out god, of the way. I have to do that. Okay, do. and um, it's how it fits on the the, the artwork because sometimes it will fit one way better than the other. or It will look right one better yeah. One way. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's I guess me. I'll it's... find out. Well, you will. <laughs> um, Did you do it today or on Monday? Did I do, oh what Did the art? No, the I was on art, yeah. I was on holiday and I passed that that responsibility on to Jeff, and he's definitely already done it. Oh, for sure. He's super super organized. <laughs> so organized, he so, wouldn't ever forget about the show. So like, what are oh,
1: the people. what are what are the prompts of this episode? <laughs>
0: Lander and shipping your favorite characters. I was gonna say shoes and zips again, but that would. Stick in the mind and confuse you. It's zoos R- and ships. My favourite
1: ship is Rich is is uh Ridgeosh
0: <laughs> Perfect.
2: <laughs> Just
0: works. It does. No no notes. No notes. Uh Rimjob. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that is that works. is much better. Um, Jeff, you're mm-hmm. first up this week. So why don't you tell us a tale that makes us three our pants and poop our pants simultaneously?
1: Gross. Two and three? That's a five, baby. Yep.
0: Simple mathematics.
1: <laughs> uh I don't remember what I wrote, so I'll be discovering whether this is good yep. or not at the same, same time you are. <laughs> yeah, have you guys ever thought of just not doing the show and then waiting till the last minute to do your story? <laughs> no. <laughs> That did get a laugh out of me when you were like, oh, I actually haven't done the story. (laughs) Uh, The name of my story is The Creature from the Hudson Bay. A Frankenstein P.I. mystery. (laughs) From the case files of Adam Frankenstein, private investigator. New York, New York, fall 1934, entries five and six. Entry five. Last week, I got a call from a 9-to-5 working stiff from the suburbs, frantically saying he required my services. I ask him, what's the job? What's the problem? You know, my normal game of 20 questions, and he's outright bamboozled, has no clue what the hell I'm talking about, but that I should come to one, two, three, slowly dying every day of my life avenue, suburbia. (laughs) We all live there. Some Some kind of really plain street name in the suburbs like that. And step on the <laughs> gas about it. Now, I had to change trains twice and catch a cab to get out of here. So I'm thinking there better be a big payday at the end of the line, right? Wrong. This a <laughs> sandwich in a beige dress shirt tells me it's his kid's birthday party. Uh-huh. And he's a big fan of the movie Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. The universal picture and the original book. So he had to hire me for this big eleventh birthday party, said I'm the only big Frank impersonator they could find in the book. Nice. I was fucking mortified. More so than usual, which is saying something since I've been every type of mortis, including rigor. Oh. <sighs> Anyway, the birthday cake was pretty good, and I made 50 bucks, so I can't complain about it too much, I guess.
0: 50 bucks in 1934? That's like $7,000. He could go see, like, 17 Babe Ruth games. (laughs) I didn't even fling any little
1: girls into their tragic, untimely death in lakes. This time. That's good, that's good. He's (laughs) growing. Entry six. Ever since I woke up in some weirdo science pervert's basement... (laughs) I've been spending most of my time trying to stay busy enough not to dwell on the questions that haunted my very existence back in my old life. That question being, what is it that defines a person's humanity? What is that ineffable essence, that touch of grace of God beyond the conscious? That's something that makes someone fully human. Am I inherently lacking this conceit because of my birth by the hands of an ungodly man? It would be ironic not to be human, considering I'm jam packed full of the parts to make one like a giant bag of party sized checks mix. Yeah. It's poetry. But there is something that will always separate me fundamentally from everyone and everything around me. I am no masterpiece, nor fluke of nature. I am an abomination cobbled together by the fevered hands of a hateful clockwork mind, of a madman in the throes of delirium. <laughs> I promise this self-indulgent trip through my happy childhood memories will be relevant to this case later. Just tuck yourself in and stick around. I even end up fistfighting some kind of disgusting hell creature by the end of it, like usual, so it'll be worth it.
2: Hey. so meta.
1: I used to be a man fearful of God, but desirous all the same for his existence. Because if an almighty could exist, a power beyond that of Dr. Victor Frankenstein that birthed (laughs) me into this endless, torturous hell, uh, perhaps that being of infinite grace and love could lift me up out of my baneful existence and provide me the salvation that he so graciously appoints unto those who offer him their piety and penance. Damn, I'm like wow. it is like a church right now. Unfortunately, <laughs> freezing to death in the Arctic Ocean then being unthawed in a basement in Brooklyn hundreds of years later tends to drain the religion right out of you.
2: Damn, uh, also, Captain the America. piss.
1: <laughs> you wouldn't believe how much I pissed once I got down, done rampaging for a couple of minutes. I could have refilled the Grand Canyon and then some. And I'm the type of guy who doesn't hit the bathroom too often, considering I'm a corpse and all.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Uh, More often than the average corpse, though. (laughs) That's true. Which is like none.
2: (laughs) I I got kind of
1: sidetracked there, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let me just get back to the actual fucking case, and we'll swing back to how this fits in later. (laughs) It was Friday night, and I was about to close up shop and head off to McClintock's bar to spend the weekend vacationing at the bottom of a bottle, like always. <laughs> Yay. When there was a knock at my office door. Normally, I'd have turned the lamp off and pretended to not be home like DoorDash <laughs> was showing up, but something felt different <laughs> I'm not about this
2: one. DoorDash! It's 1934! <laughs> there, w-
1: there was the soft tapping of high heels on the other side of the door. "'Doors open!' I yelled out, sitting back in my chair and rubbing at the bridge of my nose. The stitches there throbbed with the headache between my eyes, the rhythm not quite matching, the heels rapping across the floor as she entered the room. She was a woman in her late 30s with blondish brown hair and a small squirrely nose tucked behind two oversized glasses lenses. There was a serene type of beauty to her outwardly, But the slight quivering in her lip and shifting gaze gave away a deeper insecurity below. It could be because she was suddenly confronted with a stack of human body parts, hurriedly (laughs) slapdashed together like a Lego Star Wars set made by a five-year-old.
2: Why does he know what Legos are?
1: (laughs) But to me, it read like an older, more personal kind of fear. Hello, Mr. Frankenstein. You're available for short-term detective work, right? She said as she pushed the door open, uh, pushed the door mostly closed behind her with a careless nudge. She was dressed more matronly than her age suggested, with a puffy-shouldered dress that should have belonged to a much older woman. But paradoxically, a bu- set of buckled heels that seemed to be for someone much younger. Uh, yeah, I am. Well, uh, uh, depends on what exactly you're looking for me to do. I, uh, I don't do kids' parties, uh, anymore. <laughs> I reached in the top drawer of my desk and received the pack of Lucky Strikes inside. Patting a couple cigarettes out and holding it out for her and offering. She declined with a wave of a hand, taking a seat unprompted on one of the chairs situated in front of my desk. I kicked myself for my lack of decorum but soothed my burned ego with the knowledge I was a horror movie monster in a tie and we're all just doing the best we can out here. <laughs> He's going through some shit this morning, man. <laughs> you see, she cleared her throat and pulled her small black purse tighter to her stomach. My um, boyfriend uh, my boyfriend has been kidnapped. And the police haven't been able to find anything out about who or for what reason. Uh, no one's even asked for a ransom, so the police keep telling me he just ran off with a younger woman or something. <laughs> but they're wrong. He'd never do that. Yeah, ACAD, tell me about it, I said plainly. <laughs> Tucking a lucky strike between my lips and striking a match up. What? The woman asked, leaning forward in her seat slightly. Oh, uh, uh, nothing. That uh, that doesn't mean anything yet. I forgot, I said. What the, how does he? What is he doing? I said cryptically to both the audience and the character in this story. What the fuck? Do, please, do please continue. I puffed my cigarette to life with the match at its end and shook out the flame. Well, he's been missing for, well, for about, um, for about a week now. She spoke in an unsteady cadence, her eyes dotting around the room every so often, behind her thick-rimmed glasses. Uh-huh, I said flatly, peering at her from behind the smoke raising from my mouth. And, well, he, uh, he has a job at the docks, and I imagine he went missing there. He goes there every night, for night shift, he... He loads ships. She smiled a weak, weary smile at me. She did it. I grimaced back at her silently. Well, what else do you need to know? He works at at Quarterman's Dock on the south end. You should start looking there. She seemed to be getting a little frustrated, and I was well aware of the feeling. (laughs) Miss, I started, sliding my chair back away from my desk and folding my hands over my stomach as I leaned back. You have come to me to help find your missing boyfriend, correct? A man whom you love and wish to have returned to you as soon as possible. Am I following so far? (laughs) Well, yes, of course. She sat up straighter in her chair, made uncomfortable by nonchalance. I love making people uncomfortable, as we've gone over before in these little entries. I'm a bastard and a monster, so you'll forgive me. Damn, so cool. (laughs) Well, perhaps you can explain to me why you haven't told me your name, his name, or any shred of actual truthful information besides a single location since you entered my establishment. Uh (laughs) Mm
2: Uh-oh.
1: I I set up straight and blew smoke across the table in her direction. We were just too far apart for it to really hit her in the face, which was lame, but she did cough, which was pretty dope. (laughs) (laughs) He's a dope... (laughs) She covered her (laughs) mouth and grimaced back at me from behind her hand. That look seemed like the first honest thing she'd done since she walked through the door. Look, I'm paying you money to find my boyfriend for me. How about you shut your nasty, dead-lipped hole and do your job, she snapped. And hard. For my part, I laughed. (laughs) She didn't like that much either. But the embarrassment of having shot her mouth off uh, hit her like a freight train nonetheless. She delved into her purse and returned with a handkerchief, dabbing her face with it. I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. Frankenstein. Y- you must understand that I've come to you purposefully. You handle cases where information needn't be given so... heavily. That's your reputation, at any rate. Sure, that's true enough. You don't have to tell me anything you don't want to be spread around, but you are going to have to give me a name to call you and a name to call him. Not to mention a description of the guy, vague or not, then I could start snooping around the shipyard, seeing where he got himself lost at. I tapped the (laughs) desk with two fingers and let the smoke swirl from my cigarette for a minute after. Fine, she finally returned after a moment of thought. She reached into her purse and pulled out a small roll of bills, held together with a frayed old rubber band not the kind of neat roll of cash that a criminal would carry around more like the kind of life savings a recluse would keep tucked under their mattress in case the lizard aliens in control of the government take (laughs) over the
0: banks (laughs) this
1: guy is speaking the truth today (laughs)
0: Dan Atkoid's listening
1: (laughs) my name is Kay Lawrence I'm an heiress of a not very substantial fortune or manner I'm afraid My father left me the third floor of an apartment building in Manhattan that hadn't been kept up in a decade, and enough cash to live on until I found myself a husband or died a spinster. He didn't care which. That's father's for you, I chimed in. (laughs) True. Uh, I tapped my right-hand fingers across my left's knuckles rhythmically. She didn't notice if I was giving off the vibe of not giving a fuck about the backstory and just went ahead and continued, even though I think I was really putting it out there. (laughs) I, I, I met my boyfriend Gil down by the docks when I was on a walk and we instantly just had this connection. He was so gentle and kind and unlike every brute of a man I'd ever met in my life before. She took a moment to give me a side eye that burned right through me. May as well have been one of those lasers in science fiction pictures for the hole it bore. <laughs> Little bitch. <laughs> it, wow! it was only a scant few weeks before we moved into my apartment in Manhattan together. He split his time between there and his work at the docks ever since. Mm. Until he didn't return home. Well, uh, you didn't go to the police for a reason. I'll leave that into your uh, secrets pile. When I mumbled that out, her eyes went wide and then hardened at me all at once. She didn't find my playful attitude as charming as some women do. Uh, I assume some must somewhere. Yeah, he's rolling in it. (laughs) So when did he actually disappear? You're worried, so I figure it's weird for him to be gone this long regardless. Well, she started, her fingers nervously fiddling with the little black strap of her purse. She sat silently for a few moments, her eyes darting to me and then back to the desk between us. Finally, she spoke up in a small, choked voice. Today? He was, he was supposed to be home at five, but it's eleven now. He's never even been a second late before. We've been together for five years. He's never even been one second late in all that time. Stage, Stage twelve clinger. <laughs> 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 I'll take it. I stopped myself abruptly, holding a hand up in the air for emphasis even. The thought hit me like a brick and brought a smile to my jagged mishmash of a mug. (laughs) Full payment up front, plus expenses. Mm -hmm. Her jaw dropped, I grinned even wider. (laughs) Damn. The salty, balmy air of the Hudson Bay is enough to bring a tear to the eye of any New Yorker, but uh, to be honest, I've always got some kind of gunk in there anyway, like a pet cat.
2: (laughs) Oh, it's it's,
1: guy. It's annoying as fuck. It doesn't do me any favors visually, and uh, I need all the favors I can get. (laughs) Too late, buddy. This time, though, the Hudson was just spritzing the smell of fish into the air like a Glade plug-in from hell, and I (laughs) couldn't help but have trouble tuning it out as I moved as quietly as I could.
0: (laughs) It's a Glade plug-in,
1: so... I moved as quietly as I could towards the stall owned by Quarterman's Docking Service, the purported workplace of the ever-mysterious Gil, boyfriend of totally von real name, actual heiress. (laughs) It wasn't hard not to stir up too much attention since it was heading towards midnight at this point, and the dock was clear of anyone with a heartbeat at the moment. Just the sound of the water lapping at the ancient wood of the dock and the night birds yammering away in their little bitch language at each other. <laughs> <laughs> Morons.
0: Wow, <laughs> has, bird height. <laughs> this
1: dude has, like, bipolar disorder, man. <laughs> Quarterman's stall was locked up tight, so I figured it's about time to use the old five-finger front door key and just smash my way in <laughs> when a flickering light in the distance caught my eye. On the other side of the fencing set up behind the stall down to the lower decks, there was a cargo ship slowly bobbing up and down on the waves, moored in and roped to the upper docks. Across the right side of the ship was emblazoned the gigantic red logo of something called the Dusk Corporation. (laughs) And on the deck of that ship was a small light, dipping behind and around things, disappearing and flickering for moments when out of sight. I ducked down in front of the stall and peered around its edges. I've always been akin to the dark, but even with the distant overhanging lamps, I couldn't figure out what the hell was happening on board that cargo ship. I pressed my back against that stall's uh, front and thought for a moment. The client had told me that her boyfriend worked the night shift at the dock, but there doesn't seem to be any goddamn night shift at the dock at all, is there?
2: Mm -hmm. That's absolutely
1: ludicrous. As if fate itself was answering my question, or the writer thought this would be a funny thing to just have happen, (laughs) to save some fucking page counts since we're already on page six. (laughs) My eye caught a small sign underneath where the clerk would be standing, which read, Hours of Operation, 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Saturday.
2: Mm.
1: That's some good writing, Jeff. You deserve a quick bathroom break for that one. (laughs) Okay. now back at it. He's back. He's back. <laughs> Figuring what's the worst that could happen. I get thrown overboard into freezing waters and die? Let me know. I decided it was time to get on that ship. I wrenched, I wrenched the gate off its hinges as quietly as I could manage and started down the dock towards the boat. It was about then I heard the unmistakable jangling of extremely large and heavy chains heading in my direction, and fast. I looked on my side just in time to see a fucking boat anchor swing through the air from the side of the (laughs) ship straight into my face.
2: Damn!
1: And then I woke up. (laughs) It took me a lot of squinting in the dark and peering and other optical verbs before I realized... (laughs) I was in an old rusty crab-diving cage that was sealed shut with a padlock. I felt like an albino King Kong with a skin condition in that thing. (laughs) What the fuck? And I had a hell of a headache where the anchor had come out of nowhere and walloped me. But at least I was alive, or a reasonable facsimile. It's the most accurate reference he's made so far. (laughs) (laughs) There were ropes strewn about in the darkness... Gigantic wooden crates everywhere, piled up around me, and even a few visible dim portholes up above my head. So it was safe to say that I was in the goddamn boat now. (laughs) That's where I was going anyway, but somehow this didn't feel like the right way to do it. (laughs) What really caught my attention though was another big crab-diving cage across the way from mine, catty-cornered in the opposite direction. It even had a matching old padlock keeping it shut but inside wasn't a patchwork man rethinking his entire career path who really needed a drink and at (laughs) least some pretzels. (laughs) No, this was something different altogether, and I mean that in every way you could imagine it to mean. Snarling in a low, guttural voice was a hunched humanoid figure cramped into the back of the cage as far Hmm. away from me as it could get. Even in that dim light, I could see the moonlight from the portholes reflecting off of its slimy, luminescent skin.
2: Cricket man.
1: Green and blue and yellow in turn, one fading into the other at different points on its body. And trust me when I say this thing was butt-ass booty buck naked, too. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, not in any way that I was personally interested in at the time. Sure, sure, sure strange jutting flaps of flesh raised off of it and slid ble- back towards its body in succession hmm. at the legs and arm and even along the top and back of its head fins the thing's face solidified my hunch at the look of it with thick they- fish features that kill. were pulled back into kill. a humanoid countenance <laughs> it's save for the uh, pure black bulbous eyes that started where a man's would rest on its features and continued up along the side of its face away. <laughs> This was a fucking fish, man. Holy, f- <laughs> Holy fucking shit. I'd seen a lot of wild shit in my day, but trust me when I tell you a fucking mermaid wasn't on my list of real <laughs> shit I was going to share a boat jail with anytime soon. <laughs> Did, didn't he just fight a fucking dinosaur? It's, it's, <laughs> it's fucking wild out here these days, man. <laughs> Then it suddenly hit me like a freight train accidentally hits a cop who gives up his partner for bad behavior. (laughs) The lady who hired me called her boyfriend Gil. Mm -hmm. The lady who hired me had sent me to retrieve this fucking fish man from his boat. Her goddamn boyfriend because she knew he would be here if he'd gone missing. Mm -hmm. That mousy little bitch was fucking a fish! (laughs) why is he upset about this she likes fish sticks (laughs) fish dicks true (laughs) I suddenly didn't feel the need for the pretzels anymore and needed way more of the liquor what's with the pretzels (laughs) the fishy smell in the air was really sending the visuals of it all through my head and I was suddenly really (laughs) glad I never seemed to be able to throw up (laughs) there wasn't a whole lot of room with me in the cage uh Gill, I asked tentatively, the sound of my own voice sending a shock pain through my gaping head wound. <laughs> Turns out my headache was a little worse than I imagined, but it plays a pretty small role in the story from here on out, shockingly. <laughs> <laughs> the thing snorted at me, and I swear there was a hint of confusion in the sound. You and me both, motherfucker. You and me both. <laughs> <laughs> they call this guy a motherfucker. I decided a better use of my limited time was to get myself out of the cell before whoever had bonked my noggin decided to show up and reenact it. The padlock was old enough that I could palm it and just yank it off like a working stiffy, which I was capable of having whenever I wanted. Yeah, that's that's, that's in there for some reasons. (laughs) It's definitely important. The twisted metal lock clattered to the ground and the fish who fucked human women in the cage across from mine didn't even seem to (laughs) register it. Seemed impressive enough to me, but whatever. Uh, look, we're busting out of here. Don't give me any lips. Save that for your freaky deaky ass girlfriend. (laughs) I pushed out of my own cage and walked over to his. He was still coiled up in the back corner staring at me with his big empty black eyes. I was honestly beginning to wonder if this lady was banging like a regular fish, (laughs) just like a big man-shaped fish with the intelligence of a normal fish. (laughs) That really brought up a lot of moral questions that may have distracted me as I ripped the padlock off his cage, because when this slimy bastard shot out at me like a nasty, wet bullet and dug some of the gnarliest claws I've ever seen into my chest, I wasn't ready for it. (laughs) I let out a scream and bashed him over and over with the cage door, trying to use it to swat him off of me. But he reared back and sank his jagged-ass teeth into my neck. Dude, I know people date British folks all the time. How the fuck are you going to date something with this level of fucked-up dental care? (laughs) Wow. Wow. I wrote that and knew I would get this reaction. (laughs) Wow.
2: Fucking
1: shit! I got a little foot up at this point and gripped onto the guy with both hands, peeling him off of me like a fruit by the foot off a wrapper on a ninety-degree day, <laughs> <laughs> AKA with tons of resistance. But he wasn't nearly as strong as I was, so he came off. Fruit
2: by the at, foot.
1: <laughs> at this point, I didn't honestly know what to do with him. On one hand, I said I'd get him back to his fish-horny GF for whatever nasty sushi they were gonna have together. <laughs> But on the other hand, I was hurting, and I've legendarily not got the sweetest of dispositions. <laughs> so I did what any blue-blooded corpse man with a small business to run would do. I started wailing on the stinky bastard. <laughs> I held him in one hand and just started bashing him in the face over and over again until he stopped moving and hung limp from my hand. When the red-hot rage settled back down into my stomach, I surveyed what my fist had wrought and... Uh, Oh, shit. This isn't... Oops. Look, I'm sorry, fella. Look, you were kind of a prick, so I... um, I fumbled over my words, letting the limp body of the merman drop on the floor and lay still there. I had made the mother of all whoopsies, and it was looking <laughs> li- like I would have a lot of trouble explaining it to the client. <laughs> My panic didn't last too long, though, as the double doors at the end of the cargo bay flung open and six guys piled in, one of them in the front even holding an automatic machine pistol. Each one of these angry men was more jauntily outfitted than the last, decked out in white captain's hats and seamen's turtle sweaters and shit. It was jaunty <laughs> as fuck, boys! <laughs>
2: it's like
1: a- It would have been pretty whimsical if the leader didn't immediately open fire on me. (laughs) Bullets ate through the wood of the cargo boxes surrounding me, sending splinters and shards flying into the air like confetti. But somehow I managed to tuck and roll behind one fast enough to avoid being Swiss-cheesed by Popeye the Sailor Man. (laughs) Bullets flew for a couple more seconds before a husky voice rang out on the other side of the room. Get back in your cage and we won't pump you full of bullets and dump you overboard for the sharks. (laughs) Ha yeah, the old pump and dump, right, boss? A higher pitched (laughs) voice chimed in. (laughs) Then there was the sound of a backhand slap and then silence for a second. (laughs) Then the first voice piped up again. You're going to the boss's island as his special guest. No need to worry so much. He always takes care of all the freaks in his zoo.
0: <laughs> Ding. Ding!
1: What? I yelled back to him, taking care not to let my incredulousness make me pop my head out for target practice. <laughs> a zoo? Yeah, you big nasty freako! The boss keeps a zoo of weirdo freaks on his private island so he can experiment on them and have all kinds of fun.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the high-pitched voice chimed back in, cackling like a little sex weirdo with the idea of experimentation. <laughs> there was another sound of a slap accompanied this time by the higher voice apologizing in a whisper the huskier voice continued none of that matters either get back in the cage or we'll fucking kill you it doesn't matter either way (laughs) I reached for the pistol in my shoulder holster and of course it was gone I had assumed by how cartoonishly stupid these thugs seemed to be that maybe they'd left it by accident but no go that was such an expensive gun, too. My <laughs> Dude, it's American 1934. They just hand them out. <laughs> my lamentations for my wallet didn't last long, though. They were interrupted by a screeching, inhuman sound on the other side of the box I was hiding behind. I couldn't <laughs> help it this time. I peered around the side of the box, just in time to see the fish man ripping the throat out of the guy with the machine pistol with his jagged teeth. Yay. Get him, you! The pistol fired off into the air as the jauntily dressed man's body spasmed and shook, killing one of the other men who'd come with him in a spray of bullets. The remaining four men screamed bloody murder and began to run away. But the apparently fuckable fish man wasn't having any of it. (laughs) He was on them like fish sticks on his girlfriend. (laughs) Slashing around his fin claws and gnashing them with his teeth. I for one took the opportunity to vault over the box, slide across the floor to the edge of the brew haha. Just close <laughs> enough to, just close enough to scoop the machine pistol up off the floor. It was pretty easy to hit a target with this thing, so my bad aim be damned. I cut down the remaining three guys within an instant and was aiming for the fourth when he fell to the ground in a bloody mess before the tearing blades of the fish man coming out every orifice. <laughs> instead I leveled my gun at the Fishman, tilting my head and peering at him with purpose uh 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 let's not get hasty here fish sticks <laughs> neither of us is trying the titanic 2 here let's talk this out like reasonable children's nightmares <laughs> <laughs> the fish man took heavy breaths rasping in the air as if he couldn't get anything into his lungs didn't take a genius to know what was going on with the slits along his neck rasping for air in and out like coughing could have taught the village idiot. (laughs) I walked over to one of the high port windows and undid the ceiling bolt on it, swinging it open. It was plenty big enough for two men to slip out of and this guy was pretty damn thin for having the kind of attack power he did. I assume his dad was like a marlin or a swordfish or something. (laughs) And his mom was a stone cold fucking sex freak. (laughs) I motioned the machine pistol for the window, and he immediately (laughs) ran full tilt and leapt out of it. The splash was barely audible below, but it was there, and it was time for me to make a retreat as well. By the time I made it topside and back down to the dock, he was pulling himself back up out of the water, and he eyed me warily, his dark, lidless eyes surveying into my very soul. (laughs) You understood that I'm no beast. The voice that came out of this thing shook me to my core. He sounded like an English professor at a community college. <laughs> the level of meekness and softness didn't befit a guy who just got done chewing someone's vocal cords out of their neck. <laughs> uh, yeah, your, uh, your girlfriend sent me to find you. I'm a private eye. I managed to stumble out, tucking the end of the machine pistol awkwardly into the shoulder harness <laughs> for my three fifty seven Magnum. <laughs> It suddenly dawned on me that I was going to have to go back into the boat and search for the damn gun. Did I have time before cops showed up to pretend like they did anything for a living? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, K sent you, he whispered, his meek collegiate voice really sounding off as he wiped away the last bit of blood and viscera that remained (laughs) on his chin. I am sorry, I did not recognize the humanity within you as well. Oh, uh, well, uh, I trailed off for a moment, trying not to let the old questions reawaken and failing as they began to burn in my chest again. I <laughs> smiled as best I could and did what I always did, joke it away. Hey, probably all the corpse parts getting in the way, huh? Yep. The fish man studied me with his glass-like black eyes, reflecting onto me a coldness that I couldn't tell where it originated. From his gaze... Within the reflection of my own eyes, he could not tell. He simply repeated himself after a moment. I am sorry. Though it seemed he was sorry about something deeper than skin this time. (laughs) I retrieved my gun and returned to my office with uh, Gil, (laughs) who never told me what his real name happened to be or if he even actually had one. We didn't swap origin stories or even talk at all, to be honest. We walked many blocks in silence, and shared one of the most awkward taxi rides of my life. <laughs> this is Frankenstein and a fish friend <laughs> in a taxi. Not only for the two of us, but especially for the driver. <laughs> I tipped him pretty well, I think. Miss <laughs> Lawrence, my client, was overjoyed at the return of her fish boyfriend, and I made certain not to look anywhere close to them when they kissed. <laughs> but I'll share with you straight up it was the most disgusting sound I've ever heard in my life and I've fought a mummy zombies and all kinds of other shit I haven't even written about yet. Shit was nasty <laughs> I got paid up front didn't lose my gun got reimbursed for my cab ride and even got a bonus for the safe return of Gill. Overall this was my most profitable case yet by a long shot <laughs> Was this the only case where I got paid so far? Fuck, man, I hope not. <laughs> I think the moral of this one is you can't run away from yourself forever. Those questions at the very core of who you are and what you want out of this life will always burn inside of you, and there may not ever be a question, an answer for them. But if a freak like Gil can find true love with a woman like Kay, who'll do whatever it takes to find him and get him home with that kind of fervor after only six hours missing, (laughs) then maybe there's hopes for freaks like me as well. I also learned what a fetish is. Yucko. (laughs) Yucko. Case closed. (laughs) That was great. That
0: might be my favorite one. That had real Hellboy energy.
1: Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I, it isn't as funny as by other ones, but I thought it what? it was, it was a boy. legit
0: good mystery story. Yeah, I Dude, love it. Talking
1: about fruit by the foot and shit.
0: <laughs> um, uh, it's that thing of. The moment you said his name was Gil, I was like, okay, I see where it's going. (laughs) But it doesn't matter. I want it to get there as quick as possible because I want that to go.
1: I really (laughs) thought about not calling it the creature from the Hudson Bay because of that. But I was like, "Ah, it doesn't matter.
2: It was great.
1: It was so
0: good. So good. Very much. Like, I Uh, saw it in that Mignola sort of um, black and white, really ink heavy, as you were... Like reading it, and I I could not get that out of my head. Like light shining down from the portholes and stuff like that. It was yeah. really great. Well, that's like killer. Sin City,
1: where it's like over over saturated. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> that's that's good to hear. Like Frankens Adam Frankenstein is pretty much half, um Philip Marlowe mm-hmm. from Raymond Chandler mystery novels, and half Hellboy. half Hellboy, yeah. So that's absolutely perfect.
0: It's really super obvious to uh anyone who knows you that when you read these that you are an artist. I yeah. that's the highest praise I can give you because you write in such like lurid prose that it's really really easy to see even if you don't have that sort of like mind's eye sort of description thing that people a lot of people have, you can see it. It's really great.
1: Oh, yeah, well, damn, he notices you. things that like only an artist would notice, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like the way things
0: look and the way yes. they sound, and you know, yeah, like the mise en son of it without trying to sound too fucking pretentious. Oh, the mise en no, son—that was that was quite hoity and a little guess, toity.
1: Guess who just watched <laughs> Citizen Kane? <laughs> no, it thank you. That's, that is a that is a great compliment. <laughs> I am very thankful for that. Thank you very much. My favorite oh. part was all the funny references.
0: Yeah, I love how omnipresent <laughs> prescient he is. Um, yeah, I, like...
1: I threw I threw in the specific line he like he said cryptically to the audience, the audience and yeah. the character in the story. <laughs> yeah. Like he's <laughs> uh... something about the fact that like the conceit is that he's writing in like a journal. A journal. <laughs> yeah. But like he keeps talking like people are he knows people are reading it. Yeah, yeah. so I just decided to make him weirdly know a lot of shit he shouldn't know as well, <laughs> well nothing's funnier than the self-referential like yeah. that we're doing a podcast yep. about stories like that's funny <laughs> as fuck right because the whole thing is ridiculous yeah, the whole show yeah. is ridiculous <laughs> it's a ridiculous ass show
0: <laughs> and if our characters know that as well it's better for them Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> everyone get on the same page oh man <laughs> I like Ugh. Frankenstein is my favourite character. I think he's he's very swiftly overtaken Pavlov. Yeah, it's just. Uh, like, I agree. It's Lynch like having Hellboy. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> you, there's always a love for him because he does suck, right? You always love the characters that suck.
1: Myrtle Smelly is pretty high yeah. up there for me. Yeah. Myrtle, same. Myrtle Smelly is like if if Flinch. Thought he had his life together and was just a really upbeat
0: guy. Evil fly man, Myrtle Smelly. That's I mean, how I think of it. So I think of her like Irma from the Turtles TV yes! show, mixed yes! with a Pez dispenser. Now, oh very true. Irma. Oh my God. Yeah.
1: I was gonna. I was I based, gonna say Irma earlier, based on the K. I was yeah. like, Yes. K. Irma. <laughs> Now, Kay, uh, I forget the last name now. It should be, like, right open in front of me, but it's mm-hmm. not. Um, Johnston. Kay Lawrence is the name of the the character in The Creature from the Black Lagoon that gets kidnapped no. by the, the creature. Yeah. Um but like Myrtle Smelly is when i visualize her i visualize her as like a 19 or 20 year old version of uh the mighty bee that cartoon that was on <laughs> like ages ago yep. like maybe she's even still wearing like a girl scout uniform for no reason <laughs>
2: yeah
1: <laughs> I guess the only thing I've said about her is that she has glasses, braces, pigtails, and has a, uh, l- like a, she's gonna have a neck brace on from now on, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> you don't need to describe her. It's the way yeah. she is a character, you can just see her, right? Like, you just know her, because of how she is. It's really good. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. I'm glad that that somebody out there likes my shit.
2: Oh, don't do
1: that.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Right. Let's take a break and we'll be back with a new story in indeterminate amount of time. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to say a time. (laughs) Would you just get back from vacation? (laughs) something? part two it's been an indeterminate amount of time like i said it would be uh and an now yeah, it's been an hour <laughs> and uh, indeterminate um and now it's my turn to story i'm sorry this is a bummer one um, come on rich I like, I like bastards writing, i like watching i like writing uh, bummer episodes in our comedy podcast <laughs> it's, it's the way i roll you can't have light without the shadows. Someone said that, that right? Charles <laughs> fucking Dickens
1: over here. I, th- I
0: feel like Shadow the Hedgehog said that. Yeah, he probably did. Um, if
1: Keanu Reeves for Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> uh,
0: so this is hmm. two part. <laughs> this is part two of uh, a story that I started last week. Uh, last where uh crew are captured and put in a uh, r- sort of Superman all they could have wanted kind of deal right oh, Is for this the has everything. everything
1: yeah well I just it's scared like recap I'm pushing <laughs> the button. Our, oh, right. our our heroes on their spaceship headed towards a final confrontation <laughs> with the uh technomancer stop off to refuel at a space station that appeared mysteriously in the in the stars yeah. but once arriving there each of them finds themselves trapped within a hell of their own heavenly creation oh, that so how good. will our heroes make it out of this one Did you write that? No. I no, just that was great. <laughs> Did you
0: just think that up? Yeah, I used my brain. What the fuck, man? <laughs> episode 19. All We Ever Wanted, Part 2. Or as Hollywood would call it, Judgment Day or Forever After or Requiem <laughs> or Retaliation or Returns or The Squeak Wall or anything look, but a number. <laughs> look, if if Depeche Mode isn't in this episode somewhere,
1: All <laughs> I Ever Wanted... All I, need, All I ever need is. Just need imagine need it need. plays
0: at the end, right? <laughs> in my arms. The I three. Love te- te- mode. <laughs> I'm Mode. They've got a new song out. And it's not what? Alive. Yeah. I heard it on the radio like a couple of days ago. Oh
1: my god. What the I fuck is out? a radio?
0: Oh yeah, sorry. I do listen to the radio because I'm ancient. <laughs> uh, the three technomancers stepped, floated, or flounced off the ramp and into the <laughs> station to be confronted by an ancient looking old humanoid in a veil. My friends, my friends, welcome to the station. I am Duchess Custos, and I, the android Technomancer, held up a hand. Enough with this charade. You are the station's operating system. Do not attempt to trick us. Where are those that occupied that ship? He pointed to the swift feather. Come with me. I can show them to you, she gestured. And though the Wraith Technomancer wanted to tear the program to its base code chains, the filthy human and the redundant android inexplicably followed her like obedient little drones. She walked them down a long silver corridor, lined with doors leading to small cell-typed rooms. In a number of them, the occupants were dusty and long-dead corpses, their life signs extinguished long ago. It pleased the Wraith. Yeah, just like us. This is not funny so far. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh. No. It pleased the Wraith to see their lives extinguished, perfectly quiet, ordered. After they had walked for four minutes and 52 seconds, they came to a room where the first of their quarry, the machine and the Krakenite, sat. That's the machine, so specific. Why? Yeah, he's a machine. He's a machine, yeah. Oh. The, mis- the machine and the squid stood around a central table, absent mindedly playing with something mindless. His dick. They are in a state of per- bliss, of perfect contentment, like when you have a really good shit, or how a conservative politician must feel as they sit back and sigh when they restrict another human right. Custos smiled. <laughs> this is not funny. <laughs> oh, sorry, I laughed. <laughs> They passed another door where the bounty hunter Grissom Graves stood quietly alongside the Darkling and the ninja, Tamia Santo. They were all comatose, eyes open, smiling widely. Like Richard Gear when you take him to that pet shop.
1: <laughs> I didn't know I was going to wake up today and hear Richard Gere gerbil up the ass joke.
0: Man, that's an old reference, Rich. Did any of the audience get that? <laughs> oh, no. I just got sniped. <laughs> No scope. The next cell had the gas bag blotch in it, and in the next, the Omnisphere and the Nexus, who cradled a grey tube sock that must have been Lord Hijoki of the Photonic Blades. And in here we have the Brat and his pet watch, the artificial intelligence of the way station pointed to a room where Lionel and Ellie sat still in a chair. Do you know who we are, system? Forex Santo, Tamiya's father and the humanoid technomancer of his reality, sneered. We are the eventual rulers of this omniverse. We're here to kill those that might stand in the way of our quest for harmony. Um, what harm will they actually do here? They cannot go anywhere. They cannot do anything. They could stay away from your plans. The Wraith felt what passed for blood boil in their... That was a terrible sentence. The Wraith's blood boiled in what passed for their veins. There you go unacceptable they humiliated me tried to kill me i will stand above their bodies as they bleed out onto the floor and watch them see the last image of my smile burned into their dying thoughts
2: jesus
1: fucking christ well
0: you're a psychotic little thing aren't you (laughs) i'm gonna have to try hard to make you happy Maybe I'll cast you in that new Harry Potter HBO series that no one wants, and you can take joy in working for a massive turf. <laughs>
2: Fuck you. Why are they doing
1: that? That's a good-ass
0: <laughs> question. I'm thinking it's so they can reframe the whole thing as a anti-trans thing, but that's just oh, my... Oh, man, that would be so... What do HBO do? They wouldn't do that. I don't think they would pass down the opportunity to get some money, right? I think yeah. I think it is uh, J.K. Rowling has got such a
1: huge fucking hit to her purse mm-hmm. since this, since she became like a <clears throat> mouthpiece for the turf movement mm-hmm. that uh, she wants more money now. She needs to
0: get a new stream of money in. So, <laughs> yeah. I like money. <laughs> <laughs> well, we need to write a shit story about wizards then. Oh fuck! I already do that every
2: time. <laughs> <we do> that. <laughs>
0: I was going to um. let you make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> or you could just be a real sadist and join the police force. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. It's got to be the one-two punch, baby. <laughs> cab, baby, baby. Baby, uh, baby. The
1: police.
0: No, these ones stay with me, I think. Part of my menagerie, my zoo. And now... You three can, <laughs> And now, you three can join them. I mean, why leave? The future you want can be obtained right here. Rafe... Rafe burst into a ghostly and furious flailing of tendrils and cloak. We will tear this station apart piece by piece before we submit to this. Android held a hand up. Patience, Wraith. Let us hear Custos's proposal before we refuse. Forex Santo nodded. I, for one would like to obtain my needs without having to kill my own daughter if possible. Rafe looked from one to the other, suddenly baffled. What the hell is going on here? (laughs) Lionel woke to the sound of birdsong and bees buzzing, which he thought, owing to a poorly planned sexual education conversation with his mother, meant they were, like, boning down, like, (laughs) 24-7. Damn! (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. (laughs) explain that's not true (laughs) (laughs) not not always it explained his irrational hatred of those promiscuous flying critters through his blue bald teenage years (laughs) 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 the sun cascaded through the curtains and created one of those cool bars across his face that if you were in a 60s television show meant you were super fuckable (laughs) true (laughs) (laughs) he turned over and there Ellie was next to him, still sleeping. He looked at her for the appropriate amount of time to watch someone sleeping so that it wasn't creepy as balls, which is about 0.2 of a second. (laughs) Her dark hair fell across her eyes to land at a button nose flanked by freckles that dotted her cheeks. They had been so lucky to have found her a human body to transfer into, and even luckier that the Technomancer had turned out to have a convenient placed off switch that only Lionel could have found
2: Yeah, this is
1: great <laughs> this is like fucking Ernest Klein fucking holodeck <laughs> shit
0: uh, they had paraded him around that day calling him hero but in reality weren't they all heroes a family of heroes <laughs> <laughs> he, he, yeah. su- he supposed he had to get out of bed at some point the guys were coming over today Grissom had promised to bring over dragon meat for the grill and, more importantly, not be obnoxious. Tabor could be here for already, for all they knew. Blotch and Barthor were getting here about one, if the hunting was good. Ludwig would be early, of course. There was no point being the leader of this town unless you could take a few hours off. Tami- Tamiya and her Jokey were off-world, but they always tried their best to make Sunday lunch. And Mookie and Doots had only just got back from their honeymoon. Wait, that wasn't right. Oh, God, it hurt. It hurt so what was... Hey, Ellie stretched as she woke, rubbing the sleep from her eyes. What was he thinking about? It, it didn't matter anymore. She was so beautiful. Everything he had ever wanted. But it didn't even mean physically, although Ellie was certainly easy on the eye now. But even if she were transported back into the watch today, he'd still love her just as much. It's as if they were sculpted for each other. As if the whole world had been created for them. Wait, what? Where was he? Are you alright, <laughs> Daydreamer? I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm fine, Ellie. He liked that they didn't do the babe, sweetheart, sickly shit. They used each other's names. (laughs) Wow, fuck you. (laughs) The sound of it in the other's mouth somehow better than any pet name. Plus, he had. You weren't complaining last night, babe. (laughs) Plus, he had attempted to call to get her to call him Sir Shlong, and that hadn't gone down too well Sir <laughs>
2: I guess there
0: are limits to this fantasy hologram I, I must not have slept well go for a shower, you'll feel better she swung the covers off and skipped to the window throwing the curtains wide and, and letting in a light that was just too bright somehow Forex Santo sat in front of a monitor and deep sighed a deep contented sigh, it made the wraith sickened just to watch this is perfect, Santo muttered. <laughs> she can happily hurt who she wants, but she can't interfere with our plans at all. The universe's demise goes unchecked. But our plans not being aren't being realized, you fool, the Wraith spat, frustrated. This is literally sitting here and doing nothing. The android stood on the other side of the room in front of a hollow projector. He quickly moved his hands, creating calculations and diagrams. Not so I can plan the minutest detail here, so that our plans can be perfect. This waystation will allow us to catalogue prey, keep genetic coding so that we can re- rebuild the universe in our own image. We never wanted to rebuild, or just stop the growth. We wanted to slaughter. The Wraith stopped, took a breath. You lied to me. Your plans are not for the end of life, not any time soon anyway. Custos put a cooling hand to the Wraith's shoulder, one that made him temporarily forget why they were doing this. But they shrugged the crone off. As I told another recently, it is useless to resist me. Everyone gets what they need here. Not (laughs) I. The Wraith whirled on Custos and tried to attack, but lunged through an illusion. I am not surprised. There is a hole in you, Technomancer. I can temporarily satiate the others. They have aims, objectives. All you have is hate and emptiness, a bottomless bucket you keep trying to fill. You can stay, a visitor to my little zoo, until you waste away. Bing. <clears throat> she left the wraith alone, and all he felt was a white-hot rage that threatened to boil them inside out. How dare she take their revenge? They wanted Swift Feather's whole team, even the extended ones. Graves, the Ninja, Lionel and… wait, she had told another recently. Did he have an ally on this station? Lionel opened his eyes in the lab temporarily, the white light forcing them shut again. Lionel, Lionel, Ellie shouted, but it was too late. He was back in Custos's illusion, a short life in his idea of heaven, just like the rest of the crew. What were they trapped in, she wondered. What horrors disguised as paradises had Custos built for them? Grissom was in an orgy of blood and violence, no doubt. <laughs> <coughs> was... Was Lionel doing that Christopher Walken fat boy slim video he liked so much, maybe?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you A sickly hiss came from behind Lionel, and though she couldn't see the speaker, it took less than a second to register in her databanks who it was. Lionel, get up, you have to run. I'm not here to kill your little organic plaything. Not yet. The ray floated into her vision. Our little keeper was unable to manipulate to such complicated artificial intelligence, it seems. We are trapped here, little watch. I don't care if you're trapped forever, you polter git. Ooh, nice. (laughs) And I'm not a watch. I'm a doots, you lich wannabe. A (laughs) doots. How interesting. You might be glad about me being trapped here, but what about your friends? "'Do Blotch and Doots and Heath deserve to suffer? "'Does Lionel? "'Why don't we just get to the part "'where you stop pretending to care about them "'and tell me what you're proposing? "'I know we have eternity in here, "'but you're kind of boring me "'and you smell like fresh dog shit "'on the hottest day in July.'"
1: (laughs) Jesus, that smells bad. (laughs) Fucking got him.
0: "'The Wraith's eyes burned at her, "'but she didn't care. "'She had to keep him angry. "'It was how they would eventually beat him, "'by keeping him sloppy and careless.'" The only way to fight Custos' suggestive abilities is to get inside the simulation with them. It didn't take a genius to know where he was heading with this. Oh, no, no, no way. way. I'm not letting you play puppet master inside Lionel's head. He's far too suggestible. Grissom told him once that if the width of his fist was bigger than the distance between his eyes, he would suffer premature impotence. And then, when he did it... Grissom made the ship decelerate sharply And he gave himself a concussion (laughs) (laughs) Classic Bullying's funny Then we stay here and rot The Wraith smirked (laughs) And we can watch those you love rot together If we free Lionel He can convince the others to leave Ellie sighed And displayed a narrow-eyed display on the watch And what do you want in return? Something was wrong here, and Lionel just couldn't put his finger on it. It all seemed too perfect, too easy. And for someone who regularly accidentally punched him in the dick while try- himself in the dick while trying to pull his jeans on, Lionel was not accustomed to an easy life. <laughs> Yo, for real though, that does happen from time to time. <laughs> that does happen. He shrugged the feeling off and then tried to get back to preparing lunch. The guys would arrive soon, M- maybe. It seemed like they'd been constantly almost there for the last month. Lionel pulled a cake from the oven and turned to find the Technomancer in his kitchen wearing where Ellie's old watch. He stood there a second, the tin burning through his gloves, until it burned his hands. He dropped the tin and screamed. Lionel, there's no need to be afraid, Ellie soothed him. The wraith is helping free us. I wasn't scared, I burned my hands on the cake tin, Lionel said matter-of-factly. Wait, are you guys here for lunch? I didn't make enough for the Technomancer, but I don't really know what he eats, so I always assumed it was the souls of the innocent. <laughs> <laughs> Lionel, Ellie said softly, the Technomancer brought me here to try and snap you out of this. They're the only thing that could get me here. Lionel stared at her, and then up at the oily blackness behind the chrome mask of the wraith. He could almost understand them, but what about lunch? He laughed. <laughs> A sick desperation in it. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I, I don't really understand my friends are coming how are you here i cannot believe the fate of the entire universe rests (laughs) in the hands of this mental deficient the technomancer (laughs) sneered (laughs) lionel is there a problem ellie the fantasy ellie marched into the kitchen as if on cue i see we have guests should we tell them the good news she wafted a huge engagement ring in front of them lionel picked the cake up off the floor yeah we're we're um He shook his head to clear the cobwebs. Planning a June wedding, at least, I think. Michael Joseph Keens, Ellie shouted, and Lionel stopped instantly. This is fake. An illusion. You couldn't possibly... This couldn't possibly be real if you just thought about it with your brain instead of your loins for five seconds. (laughs) I'm just
1: talking about the ring, am I right, (laughs) ladies? (laughs) Michael Joseph Keens.
0: That's his real name. Wow. I'm going to try for a minute to bypass my annoyance of you trying to heteronormalise our entire relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Not to mention putting me into a human body, something I would never consent to. No, in fact, I can't. Is this what you want for us, Lionel? Lionel put his hands Damn. to his head, his brain hurting. I, I don't... I, I can't... This is a masturbatory fantasy of a life you have been tricked into thinking is normal. It's a fake... All we can do is show you a way out. You have to want to take it, Lionel, Ellie said. The wraith can't get you out of here. You have to do it yourself and free the others. I've done my part, the wraith smiled. We have other things to do. The wraith left before Ellie could say another word, leaving Lionel to collapse on the floor in a heap. As the fantasy Ellie came closer, it was all he could do not to just collapse into her arms and pull the blanket of this dream over his head, shutting out the real world. But he knew, somehow he had always known that this place was a farce. Lionel, are you? Faye Kelly asked. Lionel raised a hand to her, then stood and walked over to the wall. He grabbed at the flat surface and dug his fingers into the plaster, pulling chunks of it down. Faye Kelly protested, but with each handful of wall he removed, he found he could hear her less and less. His fingers hit steel, and still he dug at it, ignoring the pain. And when his fingers were as stumpy and short as Kevin Sorbo's career prospects
2: Fucking he was a listener <laughs> Oh
0: God. The illusion faded, and he woke. He was in the middle of a bright white room in a chair. Custos had been there. He rubbed his chin where what passed as a beard on what others might call face pubes had grown. <laughs> He's been in there for years <laughs> His hair was longer, but not in a cool way. He looked like a soccer mum who had just given up on life. Oh, no. So soccer
1: mum <laughs>
0: <laughs> He tapped the watch, but Ellie didn't respond. She was furious at him and who could blame her? With a purpose he strode to the door, knowing exactly who he had to free first. You see, I get a better swing if I pull from the hip, Tamiya said as she arced through the air with the photonic blade, carving the body of a technomancer in twain and turning him into, him into the humanoid equivalent of a banana split. <laughs> Delicious. Surely you get more length if you swing from the shoulder. Table wove between two technomancers and skewered them with two spiky arms, making the most unappetizing kebabs ever made.
1: I'm so hungry, Ridge. <laughs>
0: Are these, like, flesh kebabs, flesh <laughs> ice cream really getting Josh hungry? Mm. Oh, my God, I'm so horny. I mean, hungry. <laughs> Trust a guy to worry about length over effectiveness, Tamiya laughed.
2: <laughs> oh
0: backflipping over a charging Technomancer and slicing it from leg to neck and creating the galaxy's longest ass crack which Grissom (laughs) Graves which Grissom Graves immediately shot red hot laser bolts into as if he were trying to fuse it shut (laughs) that one was already dead I'm really hungry (laughs) that one was already dead Grissom you can't count that one he was still breathing Grissom growled (laughs) anyway we killed them all What was the score that time? Three-way tie again, uh, Tabor (laughs) breathed heavily, exhausted. It seems statistically impossible to have a three-way tie 45 times in a row. (laughs) Yeah, this place is pretty weird, all right. Statistically, I should have gotten annoyed at both of you and killed you by now. (laughs) You could have tried, Tamiya laughed. I'm oddly calm here, though. Like, I don't need to fight. Only so many times you can cave in your arch-enemy's face. Tabor shook his head. (laughs) Speak for yourself, Tabor. Grissom checked his pistols, made sure they had recharged. I could kill a thousand of these toasters, but I see what you're saying. I could do with a rest right now. He looked around and found a tree to lean against. This place reminds me of the last time I saw my brother, Emeth. We were hunting harvesters in a forest like this on the forest planet of Forest (laughs) 2.
2: <laughs>
0: That's hilarious. and we were separated a wave of harvesters took him I only found his guns as I felt fought my way through to him weird I never told anyone that guess I'm maybe coming to terms with it finally <laughs> Tamia sat cross-legged it's tough being alone it takes time to process when I, find, when I found out the blue raven salvages who are a front from my dad the, the Technomancer, I mean. It took meeting Hijoki and you guys for me to feel like I had a family again. She sniffed and felt tears she probably should have cried months ago. She wiped her face delicately against her bulletproof tactical ninja assault suit. <laughs> 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 Hijoki felt like that too. We were both lost. Like, the last of our kind, really. Tabor melted down to the floor, almost turning into a puddle. I'm sorry, guys. My whole clan of Darklings were massacred in the Wild Wars. We thought we were so clever. Being immortal meant we only had kids once in a millennia. And then we were hunted and killed by the Magisterium for being way too fucking metal. (laughs) (laughs) That's
2: (laughs) why they're after
0: us. (laughs) (laughs) And then there was only me left. It's hard being the last one, even when you're a shapeshifting stud muffin like me. Grissom was feeling lightheaded. <laughs> I don't know why, but I feel kind of euphoric here. Like the problems don't mean much anymore. Like talking about them frees me from them. I know exactly what you mean. It doesn't hurt so much here, Tamia trailed off, staring at the wall. Like it's finally time to let go. Lionel burst into the room and rushed to the computer console. As he tapped instructions in, Forex Santo suddenly stood in the room, igniting jokey with a lightsaber. Uh, with a lighter, sorry, saber. Oh <laughs>
1: shit! Here we go.
0: Grissom sued. <laughs> Grissom's brother M.F. lay on the floor, struggling as another Grissom strangled him to death. And high <gasps> in the sky, a simulation of Halle Swiftfeather screamed for Tabor's help, help as she fell to the earth. Grissom had and Tabor snapped out of their delusions as if they were hit in the face with a long rubber dildo. <laughs> it would be quite sobering.
2: What? That's so specific.
1: <laughs> What happened on your vacation?
0: (laughs) I mean, I can't possibly say. (laughs) They rushed. (laughs) What
1: (laughs) stays (laughs) in (laughs) Wales? (laughs) Stays (laughs) in
0: Wales. They rushed to help the illusions, and Lionel instantly switched them off at the console. The three of them looked distraught before turning to Lionel in utter rage. Tabor slithered quickly over to Lionel and wrapped his throat in a tendril, lifting his other arm and turning it into an axe. How dare you? You have no right... "'I had no choice,' Lionel thought for air. "'For the last forty-five days you've all been caught in a fantasy that would have killed you. <laughs> "'I was, I was too before Ellie saved me.' Tabor let him go, but was still gritting his black teeth, shaking with fury. "'Lionel choked and spluttered. <coughs> "'I'm sorry, you needed a surprise to pull you out.' "'He locked eyes with Grissom, who looked at him with such intense hatred. "'That wasn't a pleasant surprise.' Like when, oh, sorry, wrong voice. That wasn't a pleasant surprise. It's like when someone tries to accidentally poke you in the wrong hole, and then you have to tear their dick clean off. Tamia chuckled. What? <laughs> what? what? Oh, <laughs> as everyone, man. as everyone stared at her, my heart is still pounding. Lionel. <laughs> Grissom marched over to Lionel and dragged him to his feet, holding him up by the collar. You above all, know, you above all, know how much that would have hurt me. How could you conjure that up? I didn't! Lionel snapped, slapped Grissom's hand away. I programmed the computer to read you all and show you your deepest regrets. You conjured it.
2: <laughs>
0: Grissom couldn't hold his gaze, the room suddenly silent. He pulled his guns from his holsters and marched out of the room. Let's just finish this and get off this shithole. I learned it from watching you, Grissom's dad. <laughs> Heath and Ludwig worked furious on the swift feather, swift feather from the lab. They'd fixed the slip drive and the hole breaches, and had even planned a bitchin' hot tub that had those jets in the good places. Don't look at me like that, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's so weird. That is so weird that you said that. That's, you'll, you'll see. You'll see. Oh no. That's so weird. They were now working on offensive systems, despite Ludwig joking that they had enough offense already with Blotch, Tabor and Grissom aboard. Ludwig couldn't, remember. <laughs> Ludwig couldn't remember the last time he had enjoyed himself so much, and Heath was sufficiently beavering away deep in thought, content. They'd nearly completed their work hundreds of times already, but no sooner had they designed a new weapon, another idea had come to them, and they had gone back to the drawing board. It was a cycle of design and innovation they were both loving. I don't know why we didn't see it, but this just simply won't work, Heath, Ludwig tutted, still smiling. <laughs> What in the heavens made us think that bayonets on a starship would be effective?
2: <laughs>
0: I doing... do not know. <laughs> yep. I do not know, but it is better than our previous idea of two giant screens on the side of the ship that displayed offensive language. He shook his head. <laughs> How did we ever think that would help us against the what what was his name? The Techno The others, um, Mookie and uh, those guys, they might be able to give us a few ideas, do you think? Ludwig rubbed his head and thought of the crew. He couldn't even picture their faces anymore. I am compelled to just keep working, Ludwig. I feel we will find the answers soon. Do you think if we covered the ship in tech nines, that might help? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking awesome. Heath placed a model of the ship on the table between them, and Ludwig became instantly fascinated with the concept. What about if we developed some sort of machine that turned idiocy into energy blasts? We have enough of that to power a fleet's worth of weapons. (laughs) Damn. Oh, no. Heath shook his head. Idiocy-based weapons were banned after the Joe Rogan podcast viewers nearly took over the galaxy in my universe. (laughs) During the podcast (laughs) war. They were simply too stupid to beat. (laughs) Oh, you goddamn Poindexters, Grissom said as he burst through the doors with Tabor at his heels. You're exactly where we left you. Tabor looked at the model on the table in disgust. Have... You just taped a couple of submachine guns to this model. <laughs> How the hell does this improve the ship in the hangar bay? Or is it, is it this model you've been working on this whole time? <laughs> ah, there it is. We, we were trying to... Ludwig scratched his head with his tentacles. Heath? Heath looked at the small model of the ship they had been working on for the past 45 days. <laughs> God. I. I do not. Oh, fuck this. Grissom picked up the model and smashed it against the wall. Ludwig instantly felt the fog that had been clouding his brain lift. We were working on a model? Ludwig shouted <laughs> incredulously. <laughs> I feel somewhere somewhat abashed by our lack of, well, anything related to progress, Heath said. Custos. Would I be as- correct in assuming she had something to do with this? Tabor laughed. Looks like she's given us all what we wanted. Aggression. Catharsis. For, for some reason, model building. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the dirtiest fantasy ever.
0: But now we're free. We need to get out of here. The wraith slivered into the room that they had left Forex Santos in. A room of monitors where he st- which he stood in front of. Half the monitors showed scientific data regarding the heat death of the universe. Projections, plans, calculations the longest game one could play that wasn't that fucking skipping game in Super Mario Odyssey I mean when are programmers going to learn that very few people actually enjoy those sorts of challenges pressing A a hundred times in a row is not peak gameplay Nintendo damn dude this dude hates that it's not the first podcast I've talked about this on with Jeff.
1: Uh, no, it's not. And again, I will say I, I dislike
0: the volleyball section a lot. I was fine with the jump rope. The other half of the monitors were devoted to scanning the multiverse, watching his daughter and her various counterparts in the multitude of universes she was present in. Are you happy, Forex? The wraith whispered. The man smiled, removing his chrome skull domino mask to reveal tears falling from his eyes. The universe will die, and she will be happy. Is happy, is happy, in hundreds of universes. Yes, I don't think I could be more content. Almost seems a shame to free you from it, the Wraith said, but our missions seem incompatible now, I'm afraid. He slipped a pointed talon across Forex's throat and watched the lifeblood pour from the man's neck. Whoa! Get fucked, Dad. Santo smiled as he died, his eyes still on the monitors. The wraith absorbed his energy quickly, taking his body for their own. Tamia opened the door to the library such as it was. In reality, it was a sterile white room that, when she entered, became an illusion of the library her friends were obsessed with. Doots stood in front of a bookcase, frantically fingering the spines of books for a hint of where she came from. She couldn't see her Jokey. Where was that cotton head? Mookie sat in the corner <laughs> sat in the corner watching prophecies on the tables. Tablets, rifling through them quickly. One where Blotch was a traffic guard for some reason, where Lionel was a Duke of Lead, <laughs> or where Dutes and Mookies were ha- M- oh, fuck's sake, Dutes and Mookie were happily married. There was another where Tamiya herself had what looked like her own little crotch goblins. <laughs> they were so grotty and dribbly, with dead eyes that held next to no intelligence. Like cow eyes. And worse yet, they were attached to her hand in the place where she expected to see her jokey.
1: Like kids? Like kids?
2: kids? (laughs) What the fuck?
0: (laughs) No, she decided. No, this was unacceptable. She would kill everyone in this station before she would replace her jokey with some horrid little snot-faced gremlin. She went up to Mookie and tore the tablet from their hands before cracking it over her knee. Wake up, Mooks. As Mookie rubbed her large black moth eyes, Tamia moved onto Dutes and punched her clean in the face. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> it doesn't matter who you were, Dick, only who you are. Now is the only thing that matters. Her two fellows looked dazed and annoyed. "Where the hell do you think you're going, Dutes called? To find my dad," Tamia said without thinking. She found Hijoki propped up in the device that let him turn pages of a book with a command. He was sipping a martini for a straw, not noticing that it was just leaking out the bottom of his sock. <laughs> Classic. Tamia, he said as he noticed her, almost dreamily. Why are you here? To get you out of here. Hijoki looked horrified. I can't go yet. I haven't learned how to keep you safe. How about we keep each other safe, she said, and held out her hand. Hijoki took a deep breath and collapsed into her palm. She pulled him onto her hand and kissed the top of his head. You silly old fool. The Rafe, the Rafe walked into the room with the android Technomancer on the brand new legs he had absorbed from his new host. The android mm. turned around instantly at their sudden appearance. I know why you are here, Rafe. I will not be so easy to kill. The wraith crackled cackled and brought sharp tendrils of black from within his cape, growing and twisting like pulsing veins. You seem to like experiments, so let's test that theory. Blotch and Barthor stood on the bridge of a large ship. Over the past 45 days, they had hunted dinosaurs in Jurassic Park to extinction again, killed every Oompa (laughs) Loompa in Wonka's factory, and (laughs) hunted down the shiny skank pyres in the Twilight franchise. Doing God's work. (laughs) Skank fires. And now they were hunting a shark. Blotch wasn't keen on the water, but luckily she was actually a flotation device, so she couldn't sink if she fell overboard. Hunting's grand today, lass. We'll be eating shark butts in no time. Barthor stood on the front of the ship. What's that bit called? Ah, yes. The face of the ship. (laughs) The face! I couldn't be bothered to research it. I think it's the, the, the bow <laughs> The wind battered him in the face, so he did the only thing Barthor knew how to do: he unzipped his slacks and pissed straight into it. Damn. <laughs> oh no! Blotch laughed until her jelly turned a bright pink. Hopefully, old Toothy is attracted to the scent of frog piss, you gross old roadkill. <laughs> Just then, the shark breached and tried to take a bite out of her friend, who dodged and pinned the, f- the fish to the deck with his giant battle axe. Blotch left the wheel. Wheel? Is that right? Look, I may yep. have swapped swabbed a few poop decks in my time, but I'm not a fucking <laughs> sailor, all right. You want nautical accuracy, go catch some crabs, and then jump in and then she jumped down to the lower deck, smashing her cudgel over the shark's head and pushing its brains through its eye socket. <laughs> Damn fine weapon. Are you sure you don't want this back? she asked. Looks better on you, kid. Barthor smiled. <laughs> "'It's good to have you back, Frog. "'I was lost without you,' she said, "'wrapping her tubular arms around him. "'He returned the hug. "'Good to be back, Blotchy.' "'He let his arm sag suddenly, and she pushed him away. "'What is it?' "'Barthor looked past her shoulder. "'We gots company. "'Who's the boy?' "'Blotch ran to Lionel and hugged him. "'Lionel, I'm so happy to see you, buddy. "'This is my best friend, Barthor.' "'Lionel looked sad.' Sadder than she'd ever seen him. I'm glad you got to see him this last time, Blotch. I really am. She held Lionel at arm's length, giving him a look that she hoped conveyed how stupid she thought he was. The (laughs) kid was serious. What are you, jizz-brained? Why would it be the last time? (laughs) Barthor can come with us. This isn't real. It's a fantasy, Blotch. We're in a prison. You told me Barthor was dead, killed by arrows in the back. You buried him. How could he be alive? She pushed him away, shaking her head sack and trying to block him out, even if part of her, a small part, knew he was right. No, I won't believe it. I won't. We're together again and that's all that matters. He's not real blotch. Lionel held out a hand to her, but she refused to take it. Bin the kid off and let's go hunt some more monsters, Barthor laughed as he pulled the axe out of Jaws's head. <laughs> I don't care (laughs) (laughs) I don't care Lionel Blotch cried out I won't let him go again Lionel frowned Blotch You either say goodbye now Or I turn the simulation off And take the chance away from you Blotch glared You wouldn't Lionel moved towards the door He had come from That was seemingly floating in midair You're my friend Blotch I can't let you live and die In a fantasy Blotch fell to her knees but I don't want to live out there anymore. What sort of friend wouldn't just let me die? The best kind. Now say goodbye. He left through the door. Blotch turned to Barthor, who narrowed his eyes. You're not coming, kid? Blotch looked skyward and took a deep breath. The biggest bit of me is, but I've got to say goodbye for a bit. Well, you know where to find me, Blotchy. Barthor offered his hand and Blotch took it. They did that homoerotic handshake arm wrestle from Predator that no one seems to like to point when you point out that it's super gay.
2: (laughs) Dude.
1: (laughs) Super gay and super awesome. Exactly.
0: (laughs) You know where to find me, Blotchy. Yeah, in between the skank troll's legs. Blotch smiled sadly. Ah! Computer. Turn this horror show off. Barfall vanished and Blotch let her arm fall. The crew stood in the hangar bay, waiting for Blotch. None of them could look at each other and stood in silence, feeling foolish or betrayed or roar against the revealed truths. As Blotch joined them, she marched straight up the ramp and onto the swift feather as Lionel reached forward towards her. Blotch. Say one more word, Lionel, and I'll kill you where you stand, she said, stepping into the ship. <laughs> Something burst into the bay, a writhing pulsing mass of wires and hate, the new form of the technomancer. It was horrific. Tendrils and wires and a human body with cybernetic enhancements. It was the three of them merged together, but with the wraith holding the wheel. It took one look at Lionel, licked its lips with an oily tongue, and then laughed and propelled itself into its own ship. Within seconds the ship was gone, and in its place it left oily blood and machine parts. Left to lick its wounds, Custos appeared behind them. She was now a shining being of gold. "'not the old crone she had pretended to be. "'Had a battle with its fellow and was badly hurt. "'Won't stay that one way for long, though.' Tamia drew her sword. "'We're going, you old ba- bitch. "'Don't try and te- put us into your weirdo fantasies again, lady. <laughs> "'Why go? "'I can give you whatever you want. "'I can put you back under if it's truly what you need,' "'Custos pleaded, begging for them to stay. "'We, we all want to leave,' Mookie said. That's all we desire right now. The crew departed and left Custos behind. One last look from Lionel as the ship's ramp closed and the ship burst away from the station, which instantly vanished again with no living beings to fuel it. Lionel went straight to the cockpit to find everyone, but no one was talking, especially not to him. He turned on his heel, guilty about what he had done, and as he left to his bunk, he passed Heath in the corridor. Heath called after him. They may not appreciate it, but you saved us all, Lionel. Even if they can't thank you for it yet." Lionel spun to face him, but he was furious and snapped at Heath. Why me, though? Why did I have to be the crowbar that broke us all? Why couldn't I accept the reality Custos had made for me? Heath tilted his head, considering. Those with depression and anxiety score higher in tests of realism. Intelligence shows distinct positive correlation with mental illness, it is an indication that when an organic mind starts to understand too much about the confines of its own reality, it seeks to destroy itself. In other words, your natural paranoia and dissatisfaction with perfection saved us. Lionel stared at Heath blankly and, without saying a word, walked slowly back to his bunk.
1: I'm right here, bitch. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I somehow <laughs> feel like I got, splash we, we, all, we, all we, got we all got, We all got hit yeah. there. Yeah.
0: Good night, Ellie, he said, but she didn't respond, probably still Mm. mad at his fantasy. He slept, but it was not well. Technomancer X, he hadn't thought of a cool new name, so X would have to suffice for now. That's cool. (laughs) That's rad as fuck. Assumed humanoid form and sat in the captain's chair, then plugged a tendril into a slot in the panel and took... Sorry. Then plugged a tendril into a slot on the panel. He took it back out and turned it over. It wouldn't go in, even if though he could change his own form. He turned it back over one last time. <laughs> damn USBs, he muttered. Dude, even the tech do When he finally managed it, Ellie appeared on his screen. Okay, you have me now. I paid your damn price and came with you. What do you want from me? What? The end. Oh, Whoa!
2: No! Ellie, no! What? No!
1: Uh, Rich,
0: uh, come uh, on!
1: Rich, you fuck! You fuck!
0: <laughs> I do
1: not apologize. <laughs> what happened to you on vacation? Oh,
0: I got really bitter.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna fucking... I'm gonna have Adam Frankenstein beat up you, all your favorite characters. <laughs> you know I what, am, though? God... I, just put me in this fucking holiday shit. Just like <laughs> yep, get me yep. in. I don't care anymore. We'd reject it, man. We, yeah, fuck. Don't tell me that. I can't even have simulated <laughs> euphoria. <laughs> you don't even get to have fake happiness, <laughs> Josh. No. Sorry. God damn it. <laughs> Well, at least let me die fighting a dragon or something, man. Yes. Like, let's. You're, you're already plugged into Elder Scrolls Online, <laughs> dude. You gotta see my outfits. The real end game. How many books you got now? How I many what? You got all your books yet? Uh, in Skyrim, yeah. Fuck yeah, yeah. yeah. That's real happiness, right? <laughs> A library, yeah. yeah. Do you have the cheese wheels, though, is a real <laughs> Yeah, I sent them all down that mountain side. <laughs> Be free, cheese!
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, that uh, was, that was yeah. depressing.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry.
1: Extremely well written. I feel uh, like I just came home from vacation, and I have that sad feeling that you're mm-hmm. like, here we go. Well, this was before I went
0: what the fuck man what is wrong with you uh i i mean you have to pour shit on your characters if you want them to to grow right i killed barthor a second time um i'm i yeah sorry about that but i thought it was the best thing to do with blood i thought you were gonna like
1: pull like uh because the technomancer was like we can use this place as kind of like a cloning facility, I was yep. like, oh, they're gonna clone Barthor. No. And then <laughs> you didn't. Rich Masters would never <laughs> unkill a character. What are you talking about? It was like, Rich stabbed me in the heart, and then like the doctor was like, remove the knife, and then he pulled it out again, and then the doctor was like, oh no, there's too much blood, stick it
2: back in! And then in a different place. <laughs>
1: yeah, and it's a di- slightly off to the side. Yeah. We're back yeah. to one Technomancer again. Yeah. There's always going to be one. They're such assholes. I like how it became Jet
0: Lee's The One. Yeah, That's pretty sick. <laughs> that is cool. They're pure evil. Only one of them can survive. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that they worked
1: together with no problem as long as they did mm-hmm. is pretty impressive considering.
0: Because yeah. they were killing all the others. They had a mm-hmm. common purpose until they didn't. It's a
1: perfect fascist metaphor. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: When there's it only is. three rats left, they start feeding
1: yep. on themselves, right? Yep. Mhm. Yeah. Technomancer's a rat. Rat bastard. A tab yeah. bitch.
0: Yeah, I don't know A-tab. which fantasy A tab. Yeah, it, I I did warn you guys that it would be a bit depressing this one. So it wasn't. It's not normally uh so depressing. There's normally a few more jokes, but this one I sort of backed myself into a corner with uh. How fucked up it was going to be because you got to tear them away from their happy places, right? Mm. Yeah, like when
1: you go, when you dig deep enough, right? Like at the bottom is just like, well, these people are fucking fantasizing about everything they love, yeah. which you would do <laughs> or I would do, right? And like, then you got to get them out of that. How yep. the fuck are you going to do that? Yep. Punch them, apparently. Punch them
0: in the face, yeah. yeah.
1: One of them gets punched. Uh, yeah. Talking about a rude awakening. Mm hmm. Dude, we had two we had two stories that were lighter on jokes in a row, so mm-hmm. uh, I got to imagine that Josh is gonna bring it for the third one. It's gonna oh have a God, hot tub I in hope it. So,
0: <laughs> not quite. <laughs> All right, so we'll be back for part three, and Josh is finishing us off this time. Uh yeah, yeah, my, yeah I meant to say yeah. that. I absolutely I'm meant finishing to that. you off Josh. with your my
1: mouth. <laughs> Because I'm going to read the, the words. Yeah, with my True. And my hands, because I'm going to
0: scroll down. Oh, perfect. <laughs> See you in a second, guys. Coming. gang we're back uh josh take it away give us the laughs that this episode has been sorely missing without depressing oh. our stories we're doing the podcast today <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh shit guess i better make this up on the fly
0: the josh the fly method, right? man
1: <laughs> uh, uh-oh uh-oh uh-oh. You... uh-oh uh-oh this is episode 19 theme from titanic <laughs>
2: That's my title.
1: (laughs) The moons over Daranos hung over a dark forest like two double G hangers hung over my face last night. The crickets chirped loudly as three dark figures made their way through the pitch black woods quietly. Crunch. (laughs) Quiet, Sid scolded. I'm sorry, I think I stepped <laughs> on a cricket. Flyman fessed up. <laughs> He's it's probably it's probably for the best anyway, little guy. You wouldn't wanna you wouldn't like living. It's too much work, and you'll probably just screw things up, like get captured by blobs, and then step on a cricket when you're trying to be sneaky at night through the woods for some reason. Oh my god. said <laughs> hello. As Gary the Skellivan came up behind him and put a reassuring bony hand on his shoulder. It's okay, fly guy, he said with a pat. Look, it's fine, but we don't know where we are and those gelatinous cube boys could be anywhere. Or even a mimic. Those guys could look like anything. Like, even a gelatinous cube boy. <laughs> Sorry, Sid, Flyman said, wiping a single tear away from his gigantic compound eye. As he did, his <laughs> sleeve singed and burnt. Shush, Sid said again. Socks ran ahead with his adorable ears all perked up and sat atop a fallen tree. What is it, boy? Sid asked, <laughs> as if the cat was going to tell him. Mew. <laughs> Mew, he said and continued to run ahead. Let's go, Sid said with a dash of, a th- of thief speed bolted ahead after his cat. Flyman and Gary huffed and puffed as they caught up to the speedsters in the lead. Up ahead, they could see Sid and Socks looking out over a fast-moving river. The sound of water splashed off the rocks and onto the shore as Flyman and Gary both bent over with their hands on their, ne- on their knees, gasping for air. Wait, Flyman huffed. Why are you breathing? So hard, he questioned Gary. Oh, I just didn't want you to feel badly about how you being so terribly pathetically out of shape, so I'm pretending I too can't catch my breath, even though technically I guess I can't. <laughs> As he finished, he flashed his bare ribs where inside a spider had made a web. The spider looked at Flyman and said the hell are you looking at, freak? <laughs> and, then gave, <laughs> and then gave him the finger and slammed the door to his web house? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: well, the good news is, I know where we are now, Sid, Sid, turning around to face the others. Oh, God, what's the bad news, <laughs> the bad news is, this is the creeping death river, Sid added. <laughs> Maybe they call it that because nobody has ever died in it. You know, like how Iceland is called Iceland, but they don't really have any ice. Just those giants that drink those huge Frosties. (laughs) What? What? (laughs)
2: It's
1: a different Iceland. (laughs) There could be two Icelands, Jeff. Okay. Okay. I'll mark that on the Daranos map. Iceland. (laughs) There's a space. Iceland. It's not like Mario 3. Iceland. Yeah. Yeah. Iceland. It's like in Mario 3. Iceland. Yeah. Yeah, I usually skip that one because fuck that. Yeah. Uh, Warp bristle, bitch. Fuck (laughs) you. And and over there is drown in your sleep while you scream out for your mommy curve. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds nice. Me? maybe they call it that because oh god Flyman now began to sob uncontrollably wait sid said holding out a hand hide something's coming the other the other two tried to hear what it was but couldn't nevertheless they did as they were told and hid behind a rock on the river's edge The three waited quietly as slowly they could hear a reggaeton beat approaching (laughs) from downriver. The beat got funkier and funkier and closer and closer until finally they could see a fully decked out party boat (laughs) made from what looked like an old casino ship. (laughs) 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 On the deck they could see booties bouncing and drinks spilling. Sid slowly sat up squintingly. (laughs) <laughs> wow what a great author see past all the neon magical lamps and strobe crystals this thing had blazing all over its hull suddenly a spotlight hit sid and stuck on him hello over there yelled yeah, the female voice
2: need a ride
1: both flyman and gary stood up slowly and stared at what was presumably the captain of the vessel She was wearing a bikini and a captain's hat, and her huge mommy milkers were just hanging over the railing (laughs) like the two moons of Darren. (laughs) Full circle. (laughs) Suddenly, full circle, just like the tit. (laughs) That's right. Suddenly, the spider that was living in Carrie's rib cage opened up his spider door as his tongue hit the ground like in those cartoons from the <laughs> 40s and says, I'm going to build a web in there. <laughs> Same, Flyman said dejectedly somehow. <laughs> Flyman said, Smirked, you're still the king. <laughs> A dinghy approached as the captain of the party ship held a flag on the back like George Washington, except the flag was just a torn up Big Johnson shirt.
0: (laughs) Not not George Washington Hitler, though. Not gay George Washington, gay Hitler. Right.
1: (laughs) Welcome aboard, boys, the captain said. Her eyes were pitch black and her hair was pure white. An angel, Gary whispered as he grabbed her hand as she helped him onto the small craft. Actually, she corrected, I'm a siren. We travel up and down the waterways, luring men to their deaths. <laughs> the three turned slowly and looked at the captain. Wow, she began to laugh. I was just kidding, guys. I am a siren, but nowadays we just do event planning. Like we host bachelor parties, graduation parties, guar mitzvahs, and stuff like that. <laughs> guar guar Mitzvah. Mitzvah.
2: <laughs> It's genius. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sid felt Socks on his back, who had turned, who had returned to sword form. He quietly turned and whispered to Socks, "Better stay incognito, little buddy." Socks reciprocated with a soft mew from his hilt mouth.
2: <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs>
1: As they arrived back at the party ship, the party was in full swing. On the deck, people were dancing and having a blast couples were making out on the couches and the DJ was playing every song you love from that time of your life that you think is really special and quote you just had to be there man (laughs) (laughs) as the three made their way inside the ship they gasped at the sheer size of it it was crazy big and they had a popcorn machine (laughs) oh shit god I love that smell you're welcome to stay. Uh, you're, you're welcome to stay a, until the next stop, the captain said. But I will have to ask you to surrender any weapons you may have on your person. We're a party boat, not a stabby boat, she said with a <laughs> giggle.
2: <laughs> right, Sid
1: said, handing over socks. What about you, cutie? She, she said to Flyman. I'm not allowed sharp objects and account I'm a danger to myself.
2: <laughs>
1: Some people say that my depression does make them want to kill themselves, though, so does that count? No, not at all, she said. <laughs> As she patted Flyman on the head. Oh my! Gary shouted excitedly. Is that my favorite drinking game? Twenty-one hump streak? <laughs> They're playing over there. (laughs) His eyes shot over to a table and a bunch of frat orcs playing a card game. Sid looked at Gary and rose an eyebrow. Okay, so it's like blackjack, but if you bust, you have to finish your drink. The goal is to get as close to 21 as you can, but if you're the lowest, you have to drink and hump a random inanimate object or go streaking. (laughs) 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 We used to play it all the time at Bonerversity, Gary said, (laughs) making his way over to the frat orcs. Gentlemen, I say, do you have room for one more, he said, (laughs) already sitting at the empty seat. You boys are welcome to participate in any and all events planned this evening, the captain directed her attention back to Sid. Perhaps we could interest you to in a massage, or maybe a dip in our bone-lympic-size all-soda swimming pool, complete with all-you-can-eat feces buffet. What? what? <laughs> At this, Flyman perked up as much as a clinically depressed suicidal abomination could perk up. <laughs> I'll, I'll catch you later, Sid, he said as he linked arms with the captain, and they made their way to the aft of the ship. Sid shook his head and headed over to the bar. Meanwhile, <laughs> Uh-oh. in the weapons locker, Socks waited in the s- in s- sword form uh, patiently as two dwarves uh, threw a bunch of axes and blunderbusses into storage. They argued about uh, who of the two of them had the most rock-shaped dick <laughs> <laughs> and jabbed each other as they laughed. Socks heard the storage locker gate close and morphed back into a cat form. He looked around with his giant green eyes. The muffled sounds of the, wor- the world's most crazy party vibrated through the ship. As Socks approached the gate, he did that thing where they have no shoulders and slipped right through the vertical slit <laughs> <laughs> would have to, He would have to make himself scarce, but he was a master of stealth and cuteness. He crept slowly down a hallway, which was filled with doors, presumably cabins for the partygoers. He peeked his little adorable face around the corner, the coast was clear. Mew, he heard from down the hall. His tail perked up and his ears shot back. Down the hall, he saw what looked like a white puffy tail wisp its way around a corner and out of sight. Mew, he thought, rubbing his cute chin <laughs> and followed. <laughs> So what'll it be, Stud, the hot bartender said as he ran an ice cube down his bare-as-fuck-muscly-ass chest.
2: <laughs>
1: God damn! One blood light, Sid said shortly. Blood partly. light. <laughs> you got it, sexy muffin kitten sex uh, pants. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Checks out. Yep. yep. The bartender slid a mug of frothy grog down the bar and Sid expertly grabbed it, mid-slide spilling some of it onto the bar. He turned around to look at what was going on. This was really one hell of a party. Ladies and gentlemen and blob people! (laughs) The announcer's (laughs) voice boomed over an all-hear mic. (laughs) 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 Karaoke will start in ten minutes. If you'd like to sign up, Please come up and write your name and blood on this legally binding <laughs> parchment that you totally don't need to read or have a lawyer look over. <laughs> Fuck, Sid said under his breath. What's the matter, baby sweet loins daddy, hunky sexy daddy? The bartender asked. <laughs> As he wiped down the bar, don't like karaoke? No, Sid said matter-of-factly. I fucking love Carrie. <laughs> 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 the next few hours were a blur. Sid sang through all the greatest hits of the 90s including This Is How We Do It and Shoop. The crowd <laughs> loved it.
2: Nice.
1: After each song, they brought they bought him another round and cheered his name. Sid, Sid, Sid. They chanted as Sid did lines of giggle dirt off of tables and tits and all kinds of services. Giggle dirt? I forgot about giggle dirt. <laughs> Every song up the ante, each song perfectly flowing with the mood of the crowd. This was like Druid Prom boofed some schnief up its own piss hole and then did ecstasy with the entire cheerleading team as they combed his hair like in that one Snoop Dogg video. <laughs> uh, that old feeling. <laughs> yeah, the hours felt like minutes, and Sid's singing voice got better and better as the night raged on. Where, where? He fumbled his words. Where's Flyman? He's gotta see this, he said to some rando. Hey, Gary, that guy loves... He fucking is a skeleton. He loves singing. <laughs> <laughs> Could
0: have been
1: God. <laughs> well... I'm fired. Shit. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. It's just I knew the it was coming. It's the rules. <laughs> Sid, Sid, Sid. Uh, they cheered for one last song. Sid snapped back into party mode and picked his night-ending slow jam, All My Life by Casey and Joe. <laughs> oh, my God. I haven't the heard the that perfect perfect ender. 15 years. <laughs> yep. As he started the song and the strings came in, Silencing the entire crowd, people were going to score tonight, and he was going to be a big part of it. As much as if he had been gliding their slippery, dirty meat parts into one another himself. (laughs) I'll find another lover sweeter
2: than you, more precious (laughs) than you.
1: (laughs) He belted out the notes perfectly. People were practically dry-humping each other. The slow jam was working so well. As he continued, he remembered listening to this song with Ugla, how much she hated it, or how much she pretended to hate it. He had caught her in the kitchen one morning humming the chorus and swaying back and forth as she made the two of them sip root tea. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> he remembered her eyes. He thought about how their purples seemed to get lighter as the suns got higher in the sky, how her blazing blonde hair melted into her white robes how her beard would blow away from her face at night while she snored. And as the song ended, he was no longer singing, but just staring ahead, where he saw blazing blonde hair move through the crowd and out the door onto the deck of the ship. Ugla, he whispered into the all here mic. Ugla, wait! He he, he he now yelled. The song faded away, and people kept slow dancing, some probably embarrassed to stop because they had gin stains from all the dry hump. <laughs> <laughs> Sid ran out the door and looked around. All around, the party was still raging on. He saw Gary still at the card table, but he was decked out in gold. He cheered and smiled wide and saw his teeth were all now gold teeth with diamonds and rubies in them and spelled <laughs> out bones with a Z. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Gary!
1: Sid shouted, but it was of no use. Gary was into whatever game they had moved on to. Sid scanned the area again and saw a swish of white robe flow uh, through a door that led outside to the main deck. He shoved and pressed his way through the party crowd, getting more and more frustrated as he lost sight of the white-robed figure. He spilled a goblin's drink, but the goblin just smiled at him and said,
2: It's cool, baby!
1: In <laughs> <laughs> his best Austin Powers voice, because that was still a big
0: apparently Hey, look, they're singing uh, 90s songs. <laughs> yeah, it's true.
1: It's late 90s. <laughs> As he made his way outside, the noise of the party quieted, but just for a moment. He saw a white robe dash into another doorway along the starboard side of the party ship. Quickly, he rushed to the door and flung it open. On the other side was Socks, who was coming out the door Sock, uh, Sid was coming into. Socks! he yelled. Mew! Socks yelled. <laughs> <laughs> Sid thought a minute and held out and held out his arm for Socks to climb up. We have to get the hell out of here, Socks, he said, matter-of-factly. <laughs> Attention, the announcer's voice again boomed throughout the ship. Will everyone please gather in the main party stage room? Attention, please make your way to the main party stage. As Sid and Socks rounded back the way they came, they saw every single patron drop what they were doing immediately. People stopped smooching mid-makeout sesh, only to robotically stand up and start moving in slow, orderly lines to the inside of the ship. (laughs) Sid looked over at Socks on his shoulder. Guess we better follow along for now, he whispered as Socks mewed quietly, a uh, quiet affirmative. Soon they were all gathered in a giant room with a stage, like a giant theater, but with tables, like a club right out of the 6920. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm really enjoying this story, but does any listener just have Casey and JoJo just staring yeah, in their yeah. head this whole time? Yeah. You're welcome. Close to bitch. me, just like your brother. Close to me, like your brother. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, it's so good. I was listening to it when I wrote this too. So good. <laughs> <laughs> it's Like a club right out of the 6920s. Some real great goblins be shit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's back.
1: <laughs> Sid, Gary said, rolling up to Sid like with with like a uh, Mr. T amount of bling around his bony neck. <laughs> On the top of his head was a tiara that said, Maid of Honor. (laughs) (laughs) Gary. (laughs) Gary, we have to leave now, Sid said. Yeah, I know. I realized after winning all night long that I've never, and I mean I never had a win streak like this. I fleeced every single Dig Dong in this place at almost every game. It was thrilling at first. But then it just became like this Twilight Zone-esque repetitive hell. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, guys, Flyman said, (laughs) sighing as his shoulders dropped. I got kicked out of the soda pool for doing a number three against one of those jets that shoots soda back into the pool. (laughs) The good jets. Yeah, the good ones. Flyman, that's fine. Whatever, man. We need to leave, Sid whispered. And now, the announcer began, to finish off the perfect night, I welcome to all to the zoo. Ding. <laughs> as he finished, the most badass technotronic music started playing through the room as neon signs that said, the zoo, floated down from the ceiling. Everyone was raving hard, like, like robots they went from completely still to going completely rave wild like this was 1998 and their mom just bought them ufos from hot topic <laughs> <laughs> did you guys have ufos in england no. well they UFOs? were like they were like jankos but they were like nylon and oh
2: yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah
1: and they were like like baby blue and pink and shit yeah <laughs> and they like, straps all over him for yep. some reason. Yep. Yeah. For raping. <laughs> for raping. The fuck, Sid said? <laughs> as they made their way to the entrance, they noticed a large orc bouncer standing guard, but inside the door. He looked at the trio and waved his finger as if, as if to say, Not today, fuck
2: boys." <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shit, Sid said. Sorry, that's probably me, Flyman said. (laughs) I ate a literal ton of shit at the fecal buffet before they kicked me out of the pool for jizzing it all to (laughs) heckin' (laughs) back. We've all been there. True. (laughs) This way, Sid redirected the group. And now for special guest Booty Collins. <laughs> <laughs> the announcer said as famous troll funk master Booty Collins began to slap some funk beats so sick they'd make your mama's dried up old twat tunnel soaking wet like she just jizzed up the soda pool.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking shit. <laughs>
0: Who writes this shit? (laughs) This is fucked up. That's a question only your therapist could answer. (laughs) Too expensive. (laughs) Sid moved to another side door
1: and opened it, only to see the back of the sexy captain standing in front of them. He moved to close the door again, quietly hoping she didn't notice them, but instead with a howling bellow straight from hell itself, screamed at a pitch so high that only dogs and your slutty wet mother could hear. (laughs) (laughs) Sid and Flyman grabbed their ears and yelled in pain. The siren stopped and in one overly slow motion turned her head to the left. But where a head would normally stop, it just kept turning. Slowly, as the profile became full frontal face view... ...of a black-eyed, blonde-haired harpy staring back at them with her head backwards. She snapped a finger, and her blonde hair became wet and black, like the color of a nosebleed when you break all the blood vessels at once. Oh, damn. <laughs> her body cracked as it, and snapped as it turned black and wet, all while moving itself completely independent from the now-reversed head. It creaked its way back into normal body position... Her once huge titties now still hung, but all spooky and huge. Like <laughs> they were honestly still dope as fuck. And I'm not gonna lie, I looked at them. <laughs> <laughs> you, the narrator. You, looked the at narrator, them. looked at them. Yeah. Well, it wasn't me. I'm was all not big me. and spooky, like Elvira's giant. Is. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks. Th- that I should have wrote that. They were hanging, but floating <laughs> upwards. Yeah, like she was in the water. <laughs> as she stretched forward water spilled off of her like she was leaking the boat around them began to creak and splinter the guests in the party room groaned and moaned as they too turned desiccated and gray some lost jaws some lost limbs the smell of a thousand dead bodies filled Sid's nostrils in that moment he wished he was Gary just so that he couldn't smell the horrid death that filled the room Booty Collins began to look around <laughs> mid-bass solo nope nope I'm getting the wobbly-dobbledy fuck out of here, baby. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he says. That's what he He says. (laughs) He said as he began to leave the stage, but it was too late. A group of zombified strippers began to to descend upon him all at once like they were giving him a lap dance from hell and he had just hit up the ATM. (laughs) (laughs) His screams were smothered all too quickly by the butt meat that surely caved in his skull. (laughs) That kind of cheek meat has weight to it, and those girls were professionals. (laughs) (laughs) I laughed so hard when I wrote that last one. I was like, holy fuck. Booty, no! Shouted Gary as he tried to make his way to the stage and help the funk all-star. It's okay, baby, Booty said, coughing up spurts of blood. I died doing what I loved. Getting smashed by top quality backhands, straight from the top shelf of the sex deli. <laughs> and those were, and those were his last words as Booty Collins died, having his skull crushed in by several asses the size of the state of
0: Massachusetts. Wow! If only we could all go so sweetly. <laughs> I just like the wow.
1: <laughs> socks now Sid yells, yelled as socks morphed back into sword form again the blazing black katana blade reflectionless against the now darkened grey room the walls themselves beginning to fade in and out of reality some of these zombies weren't just zombies they were ghost zombies <laughs> alright I shit I shitted I'll know did you enjoy the party the now sickeningly decayed siren began to screech.
2: Be sure to rate and review us in hell! <laughs>
1: hey, Captain Bitch, Sid said with a smirk. You're fired. He said <laughs> as Sock's Blade lit a blaze with hot blue f- flame. Oh, Sid swung his. You get it. Sid swung his sword and cut right through the captain. She hissed and screamed, but the blade didn't cut her. It passed through her now non-corporeal body. The ghost zombies around them all hissed at the bright flame as Gary and Flyman huddled closer to the only thing that could save them, a cat who was a sword. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Back! Back, you curs! Gary yelled. (laughs) As he began to throw jewels at the ghost zombies, they each passed right through them. Sid and the gang made their way to the open deck uh, of the ship, which was now ablaze with white ghostly fire. Mm -hmm. Jump! Sid yelled. Gary threw himself overboard and splashed into the water. But I just got my moccasins dried out from earlier, (laughs) Flyman (laughs) cried, not wanting to jump into the water. Jump, Flyman! Sid said as he grabbed the back of his friend's neck uh, and threw both of them, both he and Flyman, overboard. The captain laughed and cackled as the ghost party ship floated down the river. As it began to sail out of sight, they again heard the reggae music start playing. The ghostly form of the ship again vanished back into the regular looking boat. People cheered and partied again, and they as they had been for doing gods know how long before, an endless party, where the giggle dirt never ran out, <laughs> and you could fuck a pool filter or whatever the, it was that Fly Man's <laughs> Fantasy was. <laughs> The three swam back to the other side of the shore out of breath and tired. Sid put socks down and morphed back into a cat. He hopped up on Sid's shoulder and began to lick water off of his nose. Flyman just groaned and wrung out his wet moccasins (laughs) into the river. (laughs) (laughs) What I don't get is, Gary began, (laughs) why did they hire a regular guy like Booty Collins to perform on a ghost (laughs) ship of doom? Like, is there some kind of ghost talent agent going onto these all sea web and putting ads up for regular famous performers to perform, only to, then to kill them? It all just seems really unnecessary and elaborately silly, you know. <laughs> so they just looked at Gary. This is why we need to remain quiet and not make noise and not go on to haunted pirate bar- party barges or go to blob feasts or fucking even think or say anything else until we reach civilization, Sid screamed. <laughs> <laughs> Just then they heard a snap of a twig. Shut up, idiots, Sid said. <laughs> <laughs> they quietly kept, crept their way through the woods, only to see a faint light from a fire in a clearing. They snuck slowly up to see a bone van parked in the middle of the woods. This would have been weird if Sid hadn't just been on a haunted party boat from hell. (laughs) He slowly reached for socks and unsheathed them. Just then he heard a click. Don't fucking move, a voice said. Sid felt a muzzle of a revolver pressed against his (gasps) temple. In a flash, Sid moved with the speed of lightning, and he had socks pressed up against the man holding the gun's neck. It was like that scene in Cowboy Bebop Episode 5 when Vicious fights Spike. <laughs> Anime is all
0: <awful>.
2: fuck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you guys aren't like ghost zombies or mimics or flesh-eating cubes or honey traps waiting to eat our flesh, are you? Said questioned. <laughs> Just then, Chickpea and Gunk stepped Yay! out of the side of the van. Ch- Chickpea lit up her staff with electrical energy and Gunk swung a huge... Warhammer over his shoulders and let his arm hang off it like cool guys do in the movies. (laughs)
2: Oh, so cool.
1: You guys aren't, like, the cops, are you? (laughs) (laughs) You have to, like, tell us if you are, Chickpea replied. (laughs) Just then, Fred stepped out of the van to see what was going on. As soon as he saw Sid, he dropped his sword. It rang with a clang against the ground. Sid, he said? (laughs) Fred? Sid said, trying to move to see his longtime friend. As he did, the revolver clicked against his ear. Where's my sister, Fred asked. Where's Ugla? It's a long story, Sid replied. (laughs) Finn. Wow. That fucking rolled. It was great. (laughs) Uh,
0: Just a a pre-warning, though. Good luck fucking writing all those characters in the same story.
1: I thought about that when I was was like, I'm (laughs) doing... Fucking pulling a rich. I was like, how am I going to do this? Unlucky. <laughs> how am I going to do it? You're going to forget that a lot of the characters are there, I think. I'll, that's just... How you do it. <laughs> I'll just get like William Shatner's Ghostwriter who wrote Tech War. <laughs> uh, you're going to make a
0: masterpiece. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> Next episode Bone Tech War. <laughs> bone Wars. The <laughs> gun the Bone Wars have.
1: That was oh, that's so good. I. I, like, saw the visuals of everything that was happening, especially yeah. like, when you said that they were, like, white flames on, yeah. on the ship. At the ending, I was like, oh, that's so sick. Pretty cool. <laughs> Pretty cool. <Yeah>. Pretty <laughs> cool.
0: cool.
1: I always love to hear from Flyman, although yeah. I, I got some some serious Josh vibes from Flyman at the beginning of this episode. Hey, look. <laughs> we all write what we know a little bit. Yeah, could have easily has said you got Josh vibes from Sid because he's so fucking cool and fuckable. That's true. He's got such mm-hmm. a big donk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he's got a big donk and bartender's hit on him. And he likes cats. F- he loves cats. Exactly. And great Swords. with a sword. Yep. Yeah. See. <laughs> Well, I whenever I write Pavlov flinch, I mostly just write things that happen to me. So don't
2: spoil the <laughs> mystique, Jeff.
1: I'm just kidding. I've never pulled a Pavlov in my mm. life. Too cool. <laughs> Did you ever dry hump at a slow dance and get jizz on you and then be embarrassed? No. No. No, no, no comment. No comment. No comment. <laughs> I comment. No. I I really just want to
0: clarify that.
1: I really was shocked that Bootsy Collins was referenced in this, because <laughs> I have quite a weird story about that guy. I won't get I into it on this. You love him, though. Well, yeah. Or you do. Well, well, I don't, I I don't d- want to We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Um, <laughs> we'll see. <Yeah. laughs> no, but that was fucking so cool. It had it all the great. laughs that we needed. When I was writing it, I was like, why would they hire him? Yeah. <laughs> No, your own so internal key. monologue at your own
0: yeah. anach- anachronisms and
1: stuff <laughs> i think that's the funniest shit when like you pick apart your own shit for yep. being stupid yep. it's so funny it's so <laughs> hilarious <laughs> like, like there. i had this whole scene i was gonna like end with like an after credit scene where he's dead and he's like at the the dead agent and he's like now nah, bootsy <laughs> <laughs> now, Bootsy, like you didn't sign a contract, so you gotta keep performing as a
0: ghost. And he's like, "Oh
2: man,
0: <laughs> the thing you're doing just as you die is the thing you're always gonna be doing <laughs> as a ghost. Always, you're stuck. You're
1: fucked, man. Yeah. I hope man, I'm
0: sleeping when I die. I yeah. hope I'm not getting a proctology appointment or something like that.
1: <laughs> just With just the ghost help? Procto- <laughs> Does the proctologist have to die at the same time? Yeah. What, if the the same time yeah. yeah. what if we yeah, die at the same time? What if we die at the same time? What if you die and then you release your bowels and it kills him? Oh, man. What What is up your ass that kills a full-grown human being when it's released? I Jeff. mean... <laughs> they don't call me Jeff. a
0: technomancer for nothing.
1: <laughs> Machinery? Is that what you're
0: saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, evil black tendrils. <laughs>
1: This man was studying anal Nancy. <laughs> His,
0: his bowels isn't? released and Cthulhu
1: exploded yep. out of his anus. So That's been- happened. You know it's happened. <laughs> you know. But, okay. <laughs> I, man. I, I'm such a huge fan of the the specific be. Beque- shut up, you idiots. At the end, that made me laugh so hard. (laughs) He's just done. He's tired. I'm not sure why that hit my funny bone so hard, but it was just so well-earned after they acted like idiots the entire episode. It's
2: the
1: moccasins. It's the moccasins that sent him over. Shut up, you idiots.
2: (laughs) Like, he's worried about his
1: moccasins? Why is he wearing moccasins? He's a stylish dude. Of course he is. Of course he is. Good work, (laughs) dude. Thanks.
0: Oh, am man. I, am I rolling Prompt pot out? I think so. I think it's time to get the little bastard out. Although someone pointed out to me, he's been on continue. Uh, That little fucking whore. I mean, <laughs> he does live at my house. That's so. true. That is true. That is true. We can accept that. He's, well, I use
1: him for the all my robot sound effects. <laughs> I, I have I have now taken control of Promptbot out of your hand. What? Uh, Remote
0: control Promptbot.
1: Yeah. He
2: just teleported out of his little closet.
1: Here, <laughs> let me press
0: the button. Boop.
2: Uh,
0: okay. The first one is "Nemesis" by Squid Lord of the Krakenites Ludwig. Just going to put some Star Trek Nemesis in there.
2: <laughs> and
0: the next one, please, prompt bot, wherever you might be residing these days.
2: Bink. Uh
0: Gems by Phantom Thief, Goofus, Splendid Heists Associated. Nice. Gems. Okay. I love gems. Uh, what was the first one? I've instantly forgotten. Nemesis and gems. <laughs> nemesis. gems and nemesis? Nemesis's. Nemesis gems assist that's how i'm gonna remember okay nemesis and gems those ones go Are together you? and you can definitely <laughs> tell that we absolutely now don't rig these prompts because we some got of the combinations one time. <laughs> yeah i had <laughs> gems in this one i could have used yep yeah. you know? you've got dinosaurs after a, a jeff yeah. story about dinosaurs yeah we got Zoos after I literally wrote the first part of the story that was basically put in a fucking
1: rigged. zoo. That feels rigged. But it would have been better it would
0: have been better for the
1: first episode. Oh man, next week it's technomancers and talking sock
2: puppets. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Weird. Someone someone has put Cricket Men and Buffcat in the um, I <laughs> oh don't think we're never going to do, do buff cat because you that's yeah. that is... now,
1: I, w- I would have a character watching the Derenos television series. The cartoon, the Saturday morning <laughs> cartoon show.
0: I mean if you want to rig it like that it has to be something like buff and cats. That's the yeah. only yeah. way that's gonna come. Can't can't yeah. I would love
1: to see you guys try and do cricket man. <laughs> that would be very funny to me. I, we each would... have our own cricket man. Uh, he kind of has one already. Yeah, be... Rich does.
0: Well, I mean, I'd make it that someone was interested, really interested in cricket. It would be that <laughs> that bad. It would Rich be has about a sport. cricket man?
1: Could you explain the fantasy game of cricket to everybody, please? I could, yeah. It's like baseball, but you can hit the ball any direction, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And, you, and R- to get a strike, you have to knock down the steps. Let, let's take a step back a here for a second. Josh just posited that Rich has his own cricket man already. yeah. Who is it's, that? It's the moth girl. She's like an insect. They're all the fucking yeah. same. I feel like the I feel like uh Dook That's insect I racist call her Dookie. <laughs>
0: Dookie. <laughs> I've done that before.
1: Mookie has more in common with injured
0: cold than she does Cricket Man. <laughs> Two things can be a thing. There could be can an they evil know? there could be an evil prophesier. Yeah. I haven't done that yet. A Darth Man prophecy. Ah, uh-huh,
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did oh, I tell you guys the was... story about how I have to go to Target to get a toilet paper Yeah, I you I do did. believe you've it was regaled was, us. It was, was the
0: worst anecdote story.
1: you've ever told. <laughs> That's my Sunday normally, because we're doing this so...
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Nemesis is pretty easy
0: For, for everyone.
2: for everyone, right? It's easy for everyone.
0: Oh, so no, because my my next story is uh, gonna has to be a little bit different because I'm running out of time now. Uh, We've only got seven episodes until we end this season, really.
1: Oh no, you're not pulling a like a daredevil, are you? Where they're gonna put in like. An episode where
0: Daredevil goes shopping. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's not going to be a filler episode. But something he's, has to happen. He sits episode. in his apartment. and He's like,
1: "Where did I put my
0: cool red glasses?" And that's like the whole episode. <laughs> no, looking, looking. He's blind. Have some fucking. Yeah, you can look with your hands. <laughs> You can That's look why he's other- finding it so difficult. Josh, have some fucking you know, sensitivity. He
1: could he look with his fucking super secret sixth sense yeah. as well. Can't he just like see them with their like glasses vibration or whatever the
2: fuck? his fucking
1: radar vision. Yeah. He'll pick it up fine. Goddamn living bat! <laughs> <laughs> How did we make it this far into Bros without Rich bringing up Daredevil? Oh yeah, I know. He loves I- Daredevil. I do. I love everything about Daredevil. Kath- Catherine Ann Wool, Deborah Ann Wool, that's her name.
0: Uh, I mean, she's, she's pretty whingy as a character. What does that mean? Whingy, whiny. It, it means the same as whiny, but they <clears throat> maintain it's a different word. Mm. Oh, Wingy oh, and whiny. whiny. Whingy <sighs> is um, complainy whiny. Whiny oh. can just be like, you know... Tone of voice? Tone of voice, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Whingy is definitely more like you are complaining about a specific thing. Yeah, like that episode of Daredevil where he has to find his glasses. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, that. he that was one. being real
1: whingy during that episode. Yeah, he was. where's yeah. my
2: glasses? <laughs> Curse you,
1: God, for making me blind.
0: <laughs> it's whingy.
1: <laughs> what oh, kind man. of God lets a man this handsome go blind?
0: I mean, it doesn't seem to affect his chances much.
1: you hey, fuck she-hulk. Spoiler yeah.
0: alert. Spo- spoiler alert for a show that's a year old.
1: We didn't even see the P go in the green V.
0: <laughs> what am I paying for this streaming service for? Yeah,
1: Disney Lit, Plus. It, Come yeah, on. It,
0: you say it's a streaming service, but you won't let us stream. Let me stream and cream. <laughs> Disney Plus,
1: dick going in vagina. That's what the plus is. I mean, yeah.
0: that's what I signed up for. <laughs> yeah, it's hundred dollars it. a
1: year. For fuck's sake, I better see a green vagina at some point. <laughs> a green jean. Gine. grind jine
0: <laughs> alright we're getting cancelled after this this is, a bad episode. this is a bad episode we say that every week and I'm it's really true
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: if you want to uh, support three writers who constantly have uh, issues with their own self esteem about the things that they write <laughs> you could give us some money by going to patreon.com slash bros before pros and for as little as whatever it is a month, I want to say a dollar, but I think it's probably I think fine. It's two, it's I think two, it's isn't two. it? Yeah, it's two. You can't you do a dollar to three or more. of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should definitely do that because we got split. Our, you, you know how hard it is to split two dollars. Yeah, three it's like ways. Some kind of fraction that I <laughs> don't want to do. Yeah, we have to get a calculator out for that. What is that Our, like six
1: cents or something? Our DMs know. are so whingy and whiny. <laughs> My my story's bad this week. <laughs> so anyway,
0: you. can And every go time there. it turns
1: out great, except mine.
0: <laughs> except mine. That's bullshit. No. I hate going last because you guys make me look like dog shit. That's not true. You saved the episode because ours. You're the only were, one that had jokes. Had jokes.
2: <laughs> we had some jokes, but
0: not anything compared to what we usually put in. Um. But yeah, if you go on Patreon and support us. Uh, you could suggest prompts. You can suggest prompts for our other show. You could uh, you know, live in the happiness that you are supporting <laughs> and letting people be fed. Um, and you can also get some credits in the book that's we're going to kickstart at the end of the season Weep. one of Bros. Um, None yeah. of us know and, how to do that. So no, every we'll time we it gets out. brought up, my just, sphincter yeah, clenches. Yeah. We're, we're <laughs> winging it. We'll talk it. to Kevin Cole. So, <laughs> yeah, he, Kevin <laughs> Cole's done a bunch of kickstarters. Yeah, so we can talk to him about that, and one of them's a book. So I feel like he would be very useful.
1: I got that book, and my name is in it, and it's signed. Uh, I'm
0: in the lead, boys. I, I have <laughs> the exact same thing, dog.
2: What? <laughs> uh, There's I'd, two of them.
0: I don't have a copy because kickstarts couldn't couldn't come from the UK. Uh oh. Well, maybe you Never mind. Maybe your ancestors
1: should have rebelled with the rest of ours and said "fuck true. you, England."
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe. But then, then I'd have to live in America, surely. Yeah, it's true. You that is live the downside. Mm. You'd have to pay for healthcare, which is fucking horrible and life ruining. But you yeah. could live with me. That's true. But then I'd also have to worry about my son dying in a school shooting every day, probably.
1: No, we'd homeschool him like a religious Oh, asshole. that's true.
0: That's true. Being what is family. You, what is with you British people and going straight for the school shootings every time? Because that terrifies us. That, it's like, horrifying. Like, the, whole, the whole fucking gun culture thing. It, it's, it's not just... like there's one every other week. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, not it's not like, like there's every literally other other one every day. It's, it's every not... week. It's not like half of your political system is built on the sort of like the dead bodies of children. It's literally. built on the
1: worship of guns <laughs> and allowing them to kill whatever they want, and mm. uh, slavery and uh, <laughs> taxation without representation. Yeah, yeah. all that uh, incredible stuff. Fascism. You
0: should write the brochures for the uh, the, yeah. the travel body. <laughs> I should write Come the to America, except for Newark, New Jersey. <laughs>
2: Fuck that place.
1: It smells like a doo
0: It's New Jersey. It's what it smells like. Newark is such a terrible name as well. Yeah. It's it like New York, right.
1: but not quite. And yeah. it's right next to New York. Like, it's, it's literally Newark. right next to New York. It's like they yeah. couldn't
0: spell it, and they were like, well, just move that over to
1: that place. That's, That's New Jersey funny. for you. It's. I got off a train there. I've done that a couple times where I had a stopover there before going to New York City, and it smells like garbage. And mm. I looked on the thing, and it's nowhere near a garbage dump. So it's <laughs> from all the spaghetti that we dump in the sewers. <laughs> this is a bad show to listen to if you're Italian. I Tony think. Soprano. <laughs> the moon is like a pizza. <laughs> That's my like Fr- uh, Frank Sinatra impression. It was excellent.
0: I thought the I, I had visions of the Rat Pack. with <laughs> the rats had guns, but they were they the were... Rat Pack had guns. Oh, they <laughs> yeah, definitely did. They, definitely they
1: had did. totally like those little tiny like pump gun, you know, like like a nineteen yeah. fifties gun. Yeah. The <laughs> what the, is the this show that... about? What are we talking <laughs> about?
0: Uh, so. <laughs> Shut up Jeff <laughs> That's what it's about <laughs> uh, A big thank you to Vidizen As always for the use of his music For our theme tune uh, We love you buddy You're awesome You can go and find out Some information about him At card With two r's Dot co um, If you want to find out Anything about uh, The show You can go to Bros Before pros With a B and a four Dot card as well .co. <laughs> Um, we've got one of those, right? Did just make that up. Yeah, we have yeah. one. I haven't yeah.
1: updated it in, bu- in like no, about a week fine. or two. It's but... fine. It's
0: fine. Um, next episode is going to be good. I don't. I don't have anything else to say. Do you want to pimp anything? I feel like we do it every week. They know where to find us, right? They know where to find us. Like just, just check your local like gas station bathroom. There'll be something on the wall about Bros of Pros. <laughs> For a good rim job, call this number. Exactly. For, that's For a that's good a rim job, call brosbeforepros.card.co. <laughs> Flawless. Flawless logic. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks to talk about whatever those two prompts we are that I've instantly forgotten. Gems Nemesis and nemeses. And gems. How will we mash those up together and pretend that we're terrible writers and then turns out we're good? You have to tune in next time to find out. Bye everyone! <laughs> but, bye. <laughs>
1: are we are we recording the show today? <laughs> oh god. Uh-oh, my file corrupted Rick. No, don't Uh-oh. say that!
2: <laughs>